This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of Celtic Rumors TV, the Balls and Bobble podcast, which your host, Mark and myself, Paul. This show is sponsored by Manscaped Grooming for Men. Your best football is back this summer for the Euros. Avoid a Maraflaney bush in your midfield area. Clean up your midsection with Manscaped, proud sponsor of Celtic Rumors TV podcast. Be a proper lad this tournament and shave your bits with the best grooming leaders in below waist grooming Manscaped. Join over 2 million worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer 20% off and free worldwide shipping with all code Celtic Grooms TV at manscaped.com. They have ever changed the grooming game for the performance package 3.0 head to toe with this ultimate male hygiene bundle. The performance package of pre 3.0 comes in with a lawnmower 3.0 weed packer and formulation to run the grooming routine. Bring your boys back to life with this game of full 90 minutes. You probably heard of the Lawnmower 3.0 Arc with the best ball trimmer ever committed. This is the best trimmer on the market for those who you need of a shaving or testes. The third generation trimmer features cotton edge ceramic blade, reduced grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. There's even a LED light so you can see everything you're doing in those dark holes. Also included is the Weed Worker Air and Nose Hair Trimmer with, with its waterproof used 9000 RMP motor 360 degrees rotary dual blade system. The Nose and Air Trimmer provides pioneering skin, skin safe technology that helps present nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate holes. Look fellas, 99% pop Partners Paul admitted that long hair, hair nose is a torn off. Why not get the best proper tools and job for the job here? And don't forget about the liquid formage to round off the groom layer in performance package. The crop cleanser, the body wash to keep your skin feel healthy and fresh. You'll also find Manscaped Crop Resorber, Ball Deodorant, Anti-Chafting, Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer. You'll also find Manscaped Crop River, ball toner and testes toner are designed to give you the extra boost you need to get the job done on the pitch. Look look as clean and well groomed from head to toe of all, the, of all time great David Beckham. Get 20% off free shipping with the code Celtic Rumors TV at manscaped.com. Not only will your balls and wife thank you for us, Manscaped, proud sponsor of Celtic Rumors TV. Where the big boys hang out. 
On today's show, we take a look at the usual gospel rumours along Celtic. We have four guests tonight from our forum, Celtic's page, CelticRumours.co.uk. We have John, JFE, Barry, Iceman, Michael, Michael Dundee, Brian, Welchie Boy, where the lads will have their own topics and we discuss the topics throughout the show. Firstly, Mark will give just the usual round up of shout outs. Thanks for that, Paul. To the Manscaped sites, the description box beneath the video. Just like to give usual shout outs to Tim Alloy, Malika, Young Ben, Richie's back home, he's out of hospital. Fingers crossed, I've got spam sort of and he could get back in track with his treatment. The charity match, Mikey's going to talk about that when he comes on, but the link to the nation page, actually the box is in the description box below as well. So please, again, give what you can, help us out to share with our Twitter, Facebook, things like that. Just on the subject of Mikey, his leg, he's no, his leg's still gouged. He's, he's running about Asda, so that's not going to help it get any no, Mickey got some nicks and ticks, I think. Dave, now he's grinding at all. Mickey's leg doesn't uh, cause him much problems in the future. Uh, well, Paul, just a wee mention for you. For those of you that don't know, Paul had a bit of a major operation in his stomach. Yeah, we were all back a few months ago, and for the last couple of weeks, he's having some real serious trouble with the scarring and things, things like that down there, sir. He's got an MRI scan on Friday, and just, I hope everything turns out well for you, Paul, mate. Oh, cheers, man. We, we all really appreciate all the hard work you do with the planning, and Bill has produced the podcast and that. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for that. Brilliant, sir. If you haven't subscribed, please do that. Remember to smash the like button. Thanks very much. Hail, hail. We move on to the Celtic rooms. We've got former Celtic player John Hughes said he was very surprised Lee Griffiths got a new contract at Celtic for next season, claiming his indiscipline, his lack of fitness are major red flag issues for him. Norwich City are, are raving a £12 million offer for Celtic Christopher. Norwich have been long-term eyes of the Celtic uh, defender for a long time now and just bringing his Celtic team to the real Wales training camp today in preparation for their pre-season including all Scotland's Euro international players Edward has also joined up with the squad Christopher and long term want to catch the Olivia Chan is also among these players Celtic target Aaron Moy was seen at an airport in China over the weekend waiting for flights in the UK and he wants to sign this player's calling to me, so myself and Mark will keep a look at this closely and keep you all informed. Celtic are rumoured to be looking at Dutch def- defender left-back uh, Kenneth Pale, who plays for PSC Zavali, uh, the Dutch league. Uh, Pale is reportedly valued at £4 million and is an attacking left wing-back who would suit Anne's philosophy of playing football Celtic target and maybe soon to be Celtic bound, uh, Mario Valkusic has, be, has been left out of Hatcher's uh, match at the pre-season match at the weekend. Rumours stated that he could be on his way to Celtic, but his Manchester manager came out today and stated he needed he needed a rest. Uh, these are all the rumours and gossip from today. And of course, these are all rumours. Uh, 
Murphy's, uh, it was on the, the podcast over the weekend saying that we missed out on Matt Ryan. Of course, Mark, we weren't linked to Matt Ryan. It was just all the media saying we were linked to Matt Ryan. That's why we're saying this is all rumours. Celtic have never made an approach to Matt Ryan. We're going to be linked with a lot of players with the media, Mark. And until a player signs, Mark, it's all rumours, isn't it? So I suppose just going to take a look find out something concrete. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'll go and add the other three lads in there. Now, well, she will not be on at about 7 o'clock, but I'll go and get Mikey, Barry and John on, right? Yep, so I guess tonight's are Michael, Barry, uh, John uh, and Welchie. Uh, the topics that tonight are going to be from the lads, so the lads will come up their own topics, of course, we'll discuss all these uh, all these topics as we go along. Uh, who do we have, Mark? Uh, Mikey's there already, so let Mikey go first in that list. Mikey, go first, actually, just start my channel, Mikey, let us get us informed of that. Alright, guys, how's everybody getting on? Brilliant, thanks for coming on, Mikey. Uh, no problem. Um, just an update regarding the, the charity football match. Um, unfortunately, in the last two days, we've had four guys pull out, which is a shame. Um, like I said, we can't really afford to be lost in that many people so close. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, the 28 guys that are left, that also includes me, which I'm basically a write-off, obviously, because of the injury that I've got. That's me. I'm not even able to run for the next 12 weeks, never mind play a match in nearly two weeks now. Eh? So we're, 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 we really need to get six guys, in my opinion, in Toronto um, for this match. Because if more guys keep pulling out, it's just going to end up ruining ruining the experience. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, because there, there's just no way with the guys that are on the list that they're going to be able to last more than 30, 40 minutes. No, each. So we need plenty of subs in that. Eh? Um, roll on, roll off, everything, Mike. Is there? That's all. That was the whole mm-hmm. plan. At least get 34. Eh? And people say well, that seems a lot for 11 v 11, but that's only seven subs each. And that means that you would still have four guys from each team playing a full 90 minutes. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a lot. Um, the only other thing that we're struggling with as well is in Sutherland. I've got one set of kits um, for the match. Um, but I'm at a kind of standstill regarding kits. So if anybody knows anybody that can maybe give a shot of kits, preferably Celtic related for the day, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, that's really it. I've got to do that. Tell them about Celtic, no. I don't, I don't know if I really wanted to bring it up. I was going to speak to you about that, Mark, and if you're happy for it to be said, then that's fine. I'm happy enough with it, but uh, make it die. It's terrible, sir. Bad, isn't it? Um, what I've been trying to do in the background is I've been trying to contact local, um, not local, all Premier League football clubs in the hope that each club could could have possibly donated a football item from the club, signed or not signed, to try and auction off to raise further money for the NHS at the match or before or after the match. I never really thought about it. It was just a last minute thing. I reached out to all football clubs. Um, I'm still waiting on a lot of replies. Um, but I got a reply from Celtic Football Club categorically saying that they weren't interested in helping out with any items, which I, I found quite appalling. Um, that also declined Lennox Town right back at the start of the charity match as well. So that's twice now that I've contacted Celtic where 
a hope of getting help regarding charity for the NHS and they've categorically denied both both things. Um, I've had a reply from Dundee United, Dundee and St Johnston, they're hoping to get something sent out in the next few weeks. And I also had a reply from Rangers saying that they Rangers were more than happy they were actually it sounded as if they were quite delighted to be asked for something if you know if that makes considering the cause it's for and what the NHS have did for everybody in the last year it's the least that they can do they, they said that they couldn't guarantee obviously a signed ship because of the Covid stuff and that but they'll, they'll hopefully get something sent out and that time to be off the match. So, yeah, Rangers have been a delight to, to deal with. I'm just ashamed that it's just what's happened with Celtic over this whole thing. Like I said, and it wasn't just the the refusal, it was the, the actual email itself. I just came across. It was off the curtain, kind of, you were wasting your time and getting in touch with his winter. I wasn't asking, like I said, if it was signed, not signed, even a shirt from last year, anything just to help raise money. Like I said, I wasn't expecting the world, like it says, but it was, I wasn't even a generic reply that I got, as a few people have hinted at, that tried to stick up for Celtic at all costs, including people in my own family, but um, even my dad and everything, and he, my dad, he'll defend Celtic to, to the end, and even he says, like, that's, like he's, he's not even buying any kits this year or that. Just based on the the response to the emails that they got, because it was it was I used to the email that came back. It was just a disgusting email. Eh? Like there's ways and means to go about like saying yeah, no, and stuff, and just the email that came back. And like I say, people go on a settle, they'll get loads of replies, and they'll be inundated with stuff. Nobody's going to try and insult me, and they can have as much hatred from the other side as they want. That Rangers didn't get contacted twenty four seven regarding charitable stuff as well. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, they thought I did write, write a very respectful email and also promised to hopefully send something out within the two weeks before and the match. Would you not like, go back to Celtic Town? Our, our main rivals, like, I'm a Celtic supporter, I'm getting a hand here by Rangers. Yeah, I would even. Yeah, at this stage, Mike, I wouldn't even bother, I say, boy. To be, to be honest, Paul, I'm not interested in that because I didn't want them to donate, donate something just because they heard one of their rivals has done Yes, it. exactly. And um, that's like that's why like, I say just even if it was a poster or a mug or anything that's, that another Celtic fan would maybe be interested in purchasing to raise money would have been great. But it was just the, the email like the email I got back regarding Lennoxton was exactly we're not interested in hosting the charity event regarding the signed item. We're not interested in donating anything. That was it. <laughs> so. Ridiculous! Ridiculous! It's shocking, Paul. It was, I mean, I've dealt with Celtic before in the past and get charity things off them. And uh, even as we sell Saint Mike, even the last thing it was, well, a couple of years ago, it was marrying my pals as a nurse and his, my brother-in-law was his pal. They were climbing Mount Kilimanjaro for like the cancer thing, whatever it was. My pal worked in the cancer unit in a hospital in Glasgow, and I even got a signed ball sent up for Man United for that. Jeez. And then Celtic didn't, then maybe that's just the way they do stuff, is it? I stuff off with Celtic as well, but I can remember as well because my wee sister was, she was trying on, and I, I told her, I said, just phone up Celtic, I drop her an email, I've got folk that deal with that kind of thing. And they told her to get in touch near the time, and she never heard anything back. And then she got in touch with them and they said, oh, it's too late. 
And I'm like, no, that's no right, man. I'm not having that. And I actually emailed J.P. Taylor about it and said to him, and J.P.'s a great guy, he honestly is, and J.P. and I just take pick it up. And I said, maybe, oh, maybe, maybe, about it, but, Maybe he's the fellow that Michael's Dean is like, that is a peak. Oh, it's a real mm-hmm. kick in the gut. It's that kind of thing when you're, you're... I mean, it's a good thing that Mikey's doing here, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He's not looking for anything out of himself, and I know for a fact that he's actually out of pocket himself for doing it. Mm-hmm. A club that, no, I mean, a club that's like Celtic is meant to be this charitable. And that was it. He also contacted the foundation. He contacted them as well. Like a charity, Celtic charity thing, a foundation, and they were just the exact same with him. Especially the way that the day kind of champion their charitable side of things and that. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'd sorry, remember something from the charity game because I know a lot of guys will listen to this later, and that's why um, there was a problem regarding getting a referee and stuff sorted for the match. Um, but thanks to Falkirk Football Club again, who oh. uh, it was in a Zoom call with them about three or four days ago, um, they got in touch with the SFA, the Scottish SFA, on behalf of myself. And um, on the day, um, Falkirk have helped supply a referee and two linesmen, all wow. professional, to help at the event. Jesus, I just thought Jim Beeson won't show the match. Like, you know, he knows just for But it just shows, like, do you know what Falker could do for, for Mickey here? Like, it's just unbelievable. Like, and then he has the club who he follows and he, he goes to their matches and stuff like that and not even entertainment. It, it, it just makes it makes you up sick, lady, Mark. Like, don't they, do you know what I mean? Where he's been treated like sick, like. Oh, it does. I mean, it does. It's. It's even if it was, even if it wasn't Celtic supporters doing that, you would like to think that club supporters trying to get in touch with Celtic when they're trying to do a terrible thing, Celtic would be willing to put a shirt in. Do you get what I mean? Or a signed ball? Or mm-hmm. you'd think it would at least entertain that. Do, yeah, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter whether we're Celtic supporters or not. It's still for the, it's still a charity. It's still for the NHS. Mm-hmm. I think another thing to add as well regarding Falkirk, because Falkirk are well aware of our website and our podcast, so they they already know that ninety odd percent of the the people involved in this event are Celtic oriented. Obviously, a lot of guys sport in St Johnston, and they just didn't care. I just didn't have a problem with Celtic. Because that's what they said. It's not. But that's what what the, the guy's words were when it was on the Zoom call. The guy Chris McGill, who's been helping and he's involved with the owners and stuff. Um, that's what he says when it comes to charity. Uh, football doesn't see colours. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what Falkirk, I didn't even say anything to Falkirk regarding donating anything. They got in touch with me right away and says, we'll also donate a top signed from the players on the day. And see if this does become an annual thing, Mikey, that, and you just remember these folks, you know what I mean, the folk that helped you get it off the ground at the very start. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, for I mean, I see Falkirk are willing to allow us to do it every year, as we've spoke about. Hopefully, we could maybe do something like that. We'll always do it at Falkirk. Well, I've, already been in, I've already been in talks with Chris regarding this, uh, and he yeah. wants to make it an see, annual. He wants to go do it maybe <coughs> twice a year. Oh. <laughs> but because he is going to that good a cause, and whether it's the NHS or, like, that's what he says, whatever charity, like he says, that is on the agenda for it. 
he says he's happy to supply the event once to twice a year for nearly four hours. That's, that's what I mean. You can't argue with that. I mean, you guys been a total gentleman, were you? Considering like the the the, the charity that wanted to book this, I mean, if the NHS like you know what they've been through over the pandemic, Mickey's seen it firsthand with his wife's depression. They're wondering, you know what I mean? It's JFP, are you on? Um, yep. Can you hear me? Ah, I can hear you. It's Mark, Yeah. Barry, are you there as well? Barry. Yeah, I'm here, guys. Right. Just rabbit in a way there, forgetting you two were there. He's getting into it. Go into it. I think it's just the... It's just probably... um, um, Just going to reinforce my own. It was massively disappointing to... To say the least, but um, the disconnect continues, eh? That's exactly right. Well said, JFP. That is not just that's it down to the ground, Mark. Where the club, where the, where the club is with the fans, like that. That just sums it up, like don't this. Well, that's, that's that's the bottom line. I don't think. I mean, it's it's a. Uh, there's not really much change, guys, since I spoke to you the last time. Apart from, uh, thankfully, Angie's here and Eddie. Why isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, you know, we're still looking, we're still not in the stadium, we're still uh, we're still not got head of recruitment, we've still got players that went away, and we've still not got the players that we need, and I'm a thousand and ninety pound worse off. Apart from that, um, Celtic, Celtic's behaviour, the, the clubs, I think the way the club has conducted themselves in the recent time, it gets it gets it gets less and less. Uh, are hard and harder to defend every time. Uh, you know, well, we would say that, John, John. We would say that, like, fair enough, Dominic McKay came in, but the problems are still there. We still have the same board members. We need to be honest, you know what I mean? Well, it's, it's, it's a different day, same, you know what? And, and the, the, I, I said to you, if you, if you remember with this conversation, I've thought, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm yet to be, I'm still yet to be convinced that we either have the professionalism or the business acumen uh, or the will. To turn this around, even with McKay, and I'm, I'm, I've still got all the, I've still got all the same uh, questions that I was sitting here with the last time we spoke a, a few months back. Mm-hmm. And that, when Michael, when Mikey's telling you that, you're thinking, you know, um, not this change when Mikey says ah, stuff like that. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, there was a period of time. Uh, the, the way I saw it was that uh, Celtic wrote to me the same as they wrote to all the other season. Ticket holders and say they thanks very much for your for your grand for you and your boy last year. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we didn't you didn't get into the stadium, but um, he's another grand, and we still don't know if he can get into the stadium. That's no Celtic's fault. There's a voucher that you can spend in our shop, and, and you know you won't even get the, the new Celtic charity with that voucher. And, and, the by, and by the way, it expires <laughs> in whatever the expiry date is. Uh, just be ch- get, maybe it's, there maybe no something out the, like a new line or something out the day after maybe Jay. Just just a principle, Mark. It's, I, I happened to, to post it on to the because it was the last day before I've had a season ticket for I, I don't know how long more than thirty five years I think I've actually had a season ticket um, and I waited to the last day this time and. and um, Bonnie, I'll ask you that, how long you wait it. And I, I posted on the banter page. And then luckily, luckily, Campsy boy said, did you 
do you remember an opt-in, JFP? I said, what? Do you remember an opt-in? So I said to my daughter, I said, go and see what the, what the opt-in is. I, you have to opt-in, you say you want to come. So not only you saying, I, I, no Celtic, I thought giving you a grand for nothing was that good. Exactly. I, I, thought, I, just, I thought we'd be doing this year, you're halfway. You know, um, you think you could even made it, you could opt, opt out. You know, if you, if you weren't comfortable going back into a stadium when that time comes, hopefully sooner rather than later. But the way the, the way they're going about this, but I don't know what I said, the disconnect. And you're Mikey speaking there. So right up to the last day, there was there was a there was a there was a bit in for the first time in 30, 35, 35 years and longer than that in Washington Celtic. Um, I thought the Albion Rovers were a better shoot for my money. Um, and in fact, if it hadn't been for the, if it hadn't been for, for the, if, 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 if the other mob hadn't had behaved the way they've behaved recently and been louder and prouder than they've been seen for many a year, and, and, and how, how like, long have you but, seen this 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 disconnect like being a season taker for so long, John? Like, how long did you see this disconnect evolving? Is it from peace and laws there, or has it kind of been before that? Or have said the cause kind of been this way? No, when I see if you give me you give me back to the Kelly's time, it was. Um, I, I don't know. There just seems to be something. There's something kind of more far to this year, like hasn't this? It's always been like that. I've just right. you know Fergus. Everybody, I'm not. We all bam up Fergus. He was a great. He was a great guy. What he done for the club, but he wasn't mm-hmm. a rich man. You got the, the, the things at the time that the Celtic fans weren't happy with. They've definitely, they always had that wee bit of attitude that uh, that we'll just turn up if uh, and and they know that they, they know, exactly. They know that's that. it. You see, yeah, they know the fans would buy the season tickets anyway, John. Hundred percent. Because I mean, when you're saying at the end of the day, it's your team, and even in respect of who's running, I wasn't particularly happy when the Kellys ran it. I think there's always been a, a, a there's always been a maybe a week gap of them and us, I probably. I probably, I probably right. But at the end of the day, it's your team, it's your club. Uh, it's, it's Cardinal Marcinkus said about the church. You can't run the church in Hail Mary. Celtic needs money. It's a mm-hmm. business. I understand that. I work, I, I work for myself. I, I know, and, and it's got to run in as a, a business as well. But you know, see, sometimes, sometimes you just think you're having a laugh here, Celtic. Um, and then Mikey, when Mikey tells you something like that, you, you really start to think to yourself, "Come on!" Especially when when you see like. Uh, the amount of bashing we give uh, Rangers on the podcast, Mark, and, and, and the bashing Celtic fans give them, uh, and it's true what Falker said. Like there should be no colours in charity. Do you know what I mean? There should be no colours. Like uh, they just showed showed that to, to, to Mikey there. Like you know, it's ridiculous. Like exactly. You know? I mean, what's Even look, imagine getting an email from Michael Conroy. Michael Conroy, to get with his name's telling you right away. He's a he's a Celtic supporter or a Tim or whatever and yep. Rangers have just the, the first email he says they told me I was on the call to him the other day about it and I didn't really say I didn't want Mikey didn't really want to see on the forum in case he just brought a lot of negativity on it but uh, he says it was the very first email he got back for Rangers was like well just what's your address that was basically the email he got off and what's your address and we'll get something sorted out for you Mark, Mark if you can get if you can get money out of Celtic you all people for the NHS this year of all years. Exactly. Which, We're not which, going to get this. I mean, it may, it may, he should be, he should be writing a, 
you should begin. I let her to Celtic with 50,000 signatures on it saying, What's the script to your Celtic? Mm-hmm. Shocking. Well, we're talking to you, John. What's your take on this, like you said, trust and the plan demonstration stuff and things like that? Just, I've, I've, I've thought, you're mere the businessman, do you know what I mean? How do you think that? I mean, what, what's. I've, I've not even been that close to it uh, just now. Uh, nah. One of the things you wanted was see like this added value for the season tickets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shares. They wanted f- yeah. shares. And yep. well, as a businessman, could you ever see that happening? I don't understand the man- mechanics of how it works in a football sense enough to, to, to be able to comment, it, uh, comment on it. Um, and then to, 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 to be honest, Matt, I, I don't, I don't really know. But Celtic turned that down. To me, is they've just kind of spat the dummy out. So what Celtic Trust done now? What's, what's, what's the script with that? I know that they wanted. They, they were... uh, the North Curve. So many mm-hmm. groups have all got together, and they're planning. They're planning. A, I don't even know if it's called a protest, a demonstration outside the stadium at the first friendly, the first home game. Uh, but they'll be there to cheer the team on, but there to demonstrate against the board. What's, what's the demonstration then? Is it just? Well, and they want they want they want the fans to boycott merchandise, then, <clears throat> and it goes on. And then the Celtic, these this group of supporters, groups, whatever you want to call them, <clears throat> they'll re, they'll review the situation in six months and see if Celtic are doing the job, running the club to their standards, and then they'll tell you if it's all right for you to start buying stuff in that again. I mean, I've I've always been reluctant. I mean, even as I said, I would certainly never encourage anybody not to buy a season ticket or not to buy merchandise or whatever. I mean, Celtic, Celtic fundamentally, they're, they're a, it's a business, you know, and and it, and it, it doesn't run in it doesn't run in Hill Marys, it doesn't run in fresh air. It needs money mm-hmm. to survive, and if that's no, I respect to be who's who, who's in charge, you know. You're not supporting them; you're supporting the team. The club. Exactly. On a scale of nothing to ten, there's uh, the Celtic board and me have probably got a, 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 about a seven in terms of a, a disconnect. But my, but my disconnect with the behaviour of George Square twice was bigger. And, and, and they're my club. They're my club. And nothing's going to change that. That's your team. And, and I can't see that no, no spending my money, no renewing my ticket. And I, mean, I, would, I, I would respect everybody's right to, to, to follow their own conscience in that respect. I follow their own, their own mind. But I, I can't see how damaging the, the club financially helps the cause in any way. That's not going to help new what, what, what players and new, the new manager and things like that settle in. Exactly right. I, th- I think it, for me, it's to, as I say, I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy Big Angie's here. I, I, I think he's obviously been saying... You were never an Eddie Hall fan anyway. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, even though... Even though Angie's been a, he's undoubtedly been a, a he's been, I think he's been second choice. If Eddie House has has been the, the the first choice of all all the stories that they believed. But even if you've offered me Angie, or he's, he's obviously been on the radar. They've not just they've not picked him at heart. Mm-hmm. He's, he's either it's it, it's a he's, he's been on the radar. If you'd have said to me even three months ago, who do you want, Eddie Eddie Why or, or um, Eddie Why or Angie? I'd have, ta- I'd have taken Angie. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, she went in and looked out behind the engine. That I said it right. Vicky was the same. Uh, easily. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's either a, it's either a, 
It's either an inspired appointment or it could be a kick scene a moment. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, you know, well, the last, um, we won't say downfall, the of Rangers, remember Dave Rangers were going for the nine draw and Phil mm-hmm. Jansen yep. came in. Was, was there protest by the fans back then as well or is it just because Celtic lost a kid in the row? And it's all just mainly popping up because we lost the 10 in the row. No, I remember being there. I remember being at Celtic Park on Wednesday. I missed the foggy Wednesday night playing St. Mirren with 11,000 there. And it was at the time he backed the, you, you, you remember this, Mark, back the, sank the board back the team. The team, I. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, just a, it's just a reincarnation of that again, isn't it? It's, um, I, I, I think I, I, can under, I can understand people's frustration at the club undoubtedly but, um, but difficult times difficult times for everybody um, and, and as I say I just I can't see I can't, I can't see how effectively withholding funds for them is going to help the cause in any way and, and they, but I, I'm saying that I understand that you know, people get a right to protest I'd like to know what they were protesting about you know uh, uh, is it the way is it the way it was written there's no doubt about it when you see how, um, just in my travels recently, I've, I'm just full. I've never seen as many Rangers traps in my life, and I've never, I've never, uh, I've never seen them louder and prouder. I'm, I'm telling you. Find one that you can win if you want, John. You no, know what that is, John. I'm passing that. Because, because Rangers <laughs> now have have played a structure in their club, and it's work. And, and Celtic at the moment. Not just from the the, the first team, you because know, Andrew Dern are not going to be in the first team, but from board level, Celtic team, they don't have no structure in how the club is running the day-to-day business. And Dominic McKay has a, a, a big job, I think, and it's going to take at least three or four years for him to really get grips on Mark Rice and the, the board in Celtic. I think, I think I remember uh, somebody asked, I think the last day, Mark and I, and I think, I think the two years have maybe changed their mind now, it was how big a rebuild was needed, how big was the gap could be turned around about in a season? And I said yes. I think Mark said yes. Um, I'm, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. I think that anymore. As I say, my, my biggest concern isn't it the fact that we've only got 12 players or, or whatever we've got, and uh, we're short all over the park. For exactly. Goalkeeper, um, left back, midfield, left wing. Where do you want, where do you want to start here? And but, especially when he said um, that there's just. Uh, we we're always talking about the youth, but you don't want your first team either filled with with youth players, John. Do you know what I mean? Well, I still think, in terms of the protests, I still think that my, my fear is that, that we'll still get questions at a higher level than that. Mm-hmm. That there's still a disconnect at a higher level than that. That there's still issues at a higher level than that. That's no joke, Mark, because we would say that, Mark, for ages with Mikey and Barry, like, the same people are still there. Do you know what I mean? Just because Peter Law left, like Mark, they're still there. I'm going to say, just before we came on live here, Paul, I was having a look at Twitter and somebody put up that's still showing on that company's house website thing that Peter Law's still active. Mm-hmm. And as well, he's, see, like, his directorship, is it SFA SFPL, whatever one that is, that, that's still active as well. And you said you, you have to be linked with a club, don't you? Uh, the ECA, personally. European Association thing is involved and I'm sure you do as well, sir. I don't know. Barry, do you want to comment on, on maybe what you're facing? Sorry. 
With regards to what, mate? What, what, what job was kind of staying there, like the, the disconnect? Like, it's still there, like, and it's kind of hasn't really gone away. Has it, has it even considered, no, with Mikey's thing here, like, you know? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, just to echo what Mikey, John, and both of you guys have said, it's, it's hugely disappointing, it really is. Um, we spoke about it previously, you know, the NHS. Every winter man has had some support from the NHS or had to rely on support from the NHS, whether it be during the pandemic, whether it be other ailments that we've exactly. had. So, so right across the board, this is a, a, a brand whereby everybody should be supporting it. So, so to get that back is, is really, really disappointing. However, not overly surprising, given what we've just been speaking about. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I can't disagree with anything that John's just said there. I mean, the disengagement with the fans is not new. This is something that's gone on for as long as I can remember. Jesus. I, think, I think the difference is now, like for the last nine years, Celtic have won everything. You know, and they've kind of quieted down a bit then. Because, you know, it was kind yeah. of a blanket over the troubles that's there, Barry, isn't this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've won nine titles in a row. We've been part of a quadruple treble. We all waxed lyrical about it. It was an incredible achievement. But because that, because we've been doing that and been dominating, the fans are, are more accepting of the discontent because basically what we're interested in is Celtic supporters. We're interested yes, in what's really. happening on that part. Exactly. As long as they're producing results, everything else kind of falls by the wayside. Well, last season, the disaster that it was, losing the league by 25 points, not getting a trophy... And just the manner in which everything went about last season, it's brought it. So yeah, it's brought it to the forefront. Uh, so I mean, the disengagement uh, and the disengagement, guys, it's not going to go away. It really isn't, in my opinion. I've, uh, <clears> you know, there's a good pal of mine that I'm in contact with daily, and he, he's, he's like all of us. He lives and breathes the football club, uh, and he's talking about the, the the demonstration by the trust and the Green Brigade and what have you. <laughs> And uh, I kind of said to him, I said, that, that's not going to, the board isn't going to give a monkeys if you've got 50,000, 60,000 supporters in a stadium booing the board or putting up banners. They've got what they want, and that's the season ticket money. Uh, we have customers to the board. Like, mm-hmm. I've never hid away from the fact of my discontent to the board. You know, I've never shied away from that. I've always maintained that. Like, I still to go on and win the yeah, treble. I remember yourself, Barry, coming on. Uh, the, the, the time uh, Eddie Holdy broke through and we came on that Friday with yourselves and I've never saw you so angry or, or, or thing at the, so much at the board. You, know, you were really, like, this board has to yeah, be stacked, like, you know, it's ridiculous. I'll never change my opinion. Like I say, we can go on and dominate the, the, the league this year. We can win the league, we can win the treble. As far as I'm concerned, I've said it before, We'll never move forward as a football club under the current regime. We'll mm-hmm. never realise or maximise our potential whilst this board is in place. Because I just, I honestly believe that we are treated as a number. There's no engagement there. There's no sort of relationship between the board and the fans. All the all the board want, all the football club want, is to get the money. Like like JFP's just said there, they've taken a thousand pound off him. Yeah, he didn't even. He has to select if he wants to go a game. Like. It defies belief that that's actually... That's just to be a straight answer. Thank you, thank you, money, but do you need to let us know if you want to come along in the game or not. I mean, I don't even, I don't even want to bear thinking about it. Okay. I, I, I said to my mate, I said, look, you know, the way that... 
hypothetical because it's never going to happen. The Celtic supporters are one of the most loyal in world football. You know, they love the club, they're loyal to the club. And then we'll look at last season, the disaster that happened, and you still got over 50,000 people in with probably ten to 15,000 on a waiting list. The Celtic board are very well aware of this. So the way you cut them off, uh, cut them off at the airway, you, 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 and it is a boycott. I'm, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not saying I agree with that. But the way the way, the way you overhaul over, oh, oh, a, a board is to don't renew your season tickets and do it in numbers. You know, like I say, I, I'm not condoning this. I'm not saying this is the way forward. But and if you want to remove this board, that's what you've got to do. However, the Celtic Trust and the North Corv and, and the Green Brigade, this. Protest, it's not going to have any sort of impact at all. No. Uh, it really, it's just a minor part. It's, it's a very minor part of, of a fan group that are well, not unhappy. The whole, I'd imagine the whole, whole lot are unhappy, but they're, they're wanting to do something about it. But this is just a drop in the ocean to the board. Like I said, they're not going to care if there's booze and, and banners and protests outside. They've got what they want, and that's 50,000 or 55,000 season ticket renewals. They've got, they'll probably have a record number of strip sales with the three kits that are, that are uh, going to be coming out in the next sort of weeks and months. I know two of them are already out or what have you. That, that's what Celtic, the Celtic board want. Need it's money. They're a business. Like John said, that we're a business, and it's never been more apparent now that that's exactly the, the relationship is. It's a business and a customer. It's not a football club. But can we see some change maybe with Dominic McCoy coming in, like starting off his, the, the fans' media, I think, was a big step, you know, bringing in lads from a podcast media to get interviewed and stuff like that, a lot of media in question. Is that a step that he maybe, Dominic McCoy wants more engagement with, with the fans, Barry? He said that was one of the areas that he wanted to focus on. He wanted to put on football operations, engagement with the fans, commercial. He says basically the whole overhaul of the football club. But he did mention engagement on a number of occasions. He started off well, you know, with the fans' uh, media conference. You know, that, that, that's, that's a first step. But I mean, it's a minor step in what's going to be a huge exactly. part of his, uh, of his job. Uh, like you, you said earlier, Paul, you know, OK, Dominic Mackay is in. He's going to have to do things differently from what Peter Lawden. But the other guys are still there. Still that's my problem. Power. That's the problem. And they're so used to doing things the way Peter Lawler did and the way he did business. I, I, I think Dominic McKay has, has a bigger job in his hands than what people think. Do you know Paul. what I mean? Paul. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, you were talking about is this being historic, and, and, uh, and Barry's, Barry's spot on with everything he said. They're absolutely 100% spot on. The, 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 thing, the one thing it did came in when he said, there, you know, as long as we're getting results in the park, that's, um, exactly. yeah, that's enough. That's, that's not enough. Celtic's a social institution. Celtic, there's a. Whether you think football politics should, should all be a. There should, there should be any aspect to that. Celtic's more than a football club. That's, Celtic is a social institution. And the story that Mikey told at the start of the podcast there about uh, the, the email he got um, regarding the NHS, and, and, and it's just it's just it's salt in the winds the, the one that he got for Ibrox by comparison. Mm-hmm. But it was almost as if the problem the problem I've got now is I don't really know what the problem is. I, it was when you had the Kellys in charge. Football was increasingly becoming a business. It was, and they're obviously just wasn't the business that came in there, and they needed they needed a Fergus McCann. They needed it was. It all, I've, I've worked I've worked in companies when this, when you see a company developing to a stage where uh, it's just too big for the guys on it. 
and sometimes it's a family that owns it and they don't realise that actually it's too big for them. They need, they need the professionalism, they need the expertise coming in from outside and actually it, it takes a bright man to say, you know, this is, this is too big for me now. This is too... I need somebody else to take this to the next level. Now, I, I, we've obviously had this. I don't know what is the problem with the guys that's here. Do they know how the business acumen? Did they know... Uh, I mean, your man... Uh, Dermot's only got, he's got 50, he's only, what's he got 51% or something, I think? Mm-hmm. What's, what's everybody else got? Is, is it, is it, the Kelly's, it was easy to figure out, it was, it was self-preservation, vested interest, my boy, you're no playing, that was, what's the problem there just now? You would need to get to the bottom of what's the problem? But there, there is, Barry's right, it's, it's got business written all over it now, as I say, that one of the reasons that Albion Rovers crossed my mind, because I'm thinking, this disconnect here is to such an extent, I don't know if the club, I don't know if the club that I grew up with is a, exists anymore. I, I don't know if the, I don't know if the team that, that Peter, I saw Paul McStay and Peter Grant and Tommy Burns eh, and Boyd and, and Danny McGrain all and, of home bred players, weren't they? Jimmy Johnson and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if that. I don't know if that club exists anymore. That's, and that's a sad. That's a sad, sad thing for me. You see, I don't know if it's there. Um, so I mean, I, in my decision to renew my ticket, I, I, I would well respect him to Disney, and then Barry's gonna right. The only the only one thing a businessman understands is, is when the when he's not getting greenbacks on. That's that's the big excuse upon. That's the bottom line. The only, the only, the only way you can you, the, 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 you'll get Celtic to, to listen to is if, and the powers that be listening is if you if you if you if you start from the oxygen. No doubt about that. But mm-hmm. the question is 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 that the is that the To go to down what you're saying, it's a business and we, and we were talking about uh, shareholders like for Mark Down and Priest and the second shareholder in Celtic is Lindsdale Title and they recently bought loads of shares there a couple of weeks back, Mark. They did they bought more shares, Mark. They invested more shares. <coughs> Mark. Yeah, Lindsay Train, is it? Yeah, yeah, they invested in more shares. I think they've invested in teams all over the world, Paul. They're yeah, but that just shows like how how, how a business. Aye, I don't think. How, how, I don't think they've got any intentions of taking any kind no. of control over the club, but. Yeah, Profit, like that's that's what that's basically what the lads are saying. Like it's it just a profit, like you know, okay. it just shows that if they're just an investment company, if their investors are only getting a return on their money, they'll they'll eventually pull out of that. Exactly. They see their main reason to be behind is that they can see Celtic moving down south in in some decade or something like that, and that's why they're keeping their shares. Their shares, they're either either Celtic move to a European league, Mark, or something like that. That's what they see, like, don't they? They can see the potential if any of these super leagues go ahead and Celtic are involved in it. They can see the potential, and there'll come a time where the Celtic brand, well, in the football world, well, I mean, it's worldwide now, but the business side of the football, Celtic will become a big player in that, and they've just had the foresight to see that, whether it's a, a super league going forward or it is like a I don't know, a UK league maybe even, but I think they're in, they're in it for the long haul. I don't think it take much to do with that show. I mean, Mark, am, am I alone here? Am I, am I just Johnny Negative here? The same as I was two or three months ago. You having a serious question, well, Mark. Well, you know, you're right, like, but still, like, what, uh, myself and Barry Mark were saying, 
Nothing has still changed. No, we no, still don't not. have a Chase McCrubin. No. We still but, don't have a director of football. We need players, and we need players badly. Paul, that's, that's what... When, I, when I'm sitting there the night thinking yeah. about coming on, I thought, you know, no, lot, I don't really, no, really get much to say. There's no, no, a lot happened really much different since I spoke to you last. Still mm-hmm. not in the stadium. Still not get ahead of recruitment. We've got Mackay in. Fair plays Angie's there now. Still get players that went away by all accounts. And they're still, still there. Still, still, still no get players that we do need. The city other than been a grand habit, but worse off. There's no really. At uh, uh, all, I honestly think to stick, change the tone a wee bit in terms of Eddie. Um, I don't mean whether Celtic could all the eggs in the wind basket there or, or, or not, or whether uh, Eddie Howe's likely him doing it at the last minute. Irrespective of it, I think it's uh, I think we've dodged a bullet there massively, massively. Considering now that not even a king down the Premier League, John is approaching him. Do you know? Oh, no. I, just, I, just, I, I just couldn't see the traction, Paul. At the time, I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't see. I, I couldn't see what I think he was the cheap about. option. He was the free transfer, and, and that's that's basically it, John. I think he was there for free, weren't he? There's people growing about like is that fade out the next Guardiola? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Mark, when you come to think it, like he was the cheap option because he was free. Well, he was attached to the club. That as well. Yeah. You know. But I, I I agree with John there. I was never really that keen on him. If it'd been Eddie Howard, I supported him. But I'm more excited with Ange coming in. So, I, I, think, I think you're right. I can see he's getting pumped 5 nothing in Europe or something like that. You know, but 5-4 or something, you know. But, um, by, all, by all accounts, it, it looks to me as if he's his own man. Mm-hmm. The, wee bit, the, wee bit, the, wee, the wee video you posted last week, of the, uh, I was away, but I saw it, I saw it uh, when I'm training. Um, it doesn't look, look as if he's, he's a man. It doesn't look like a man to me. It's frightening to tell you... Um, uh, where, where he's at the end of his first week he knew all the players names which yes. is, that's massive massive um, massive massive for me he's got a reputation for playing attacking football he played with South Melbourne who were a who, who, who were a, 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 an, an immigrant club for, 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 for Greeks so I'm sure that the, the Celtic parallel will not, be, will not be lost on him there I, th- I certainly think he'd be a damn sight neither getting what Celtic are about, or what the fans are about, rather, than Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe ever would be. I don't think there could be a bigger... Di- Bournemouth, there is no... There's a million... It's a million miles to Bournemouth to Glasgow. A, mm-hmm. a blue a blue ring story, black backwater. Eddie Howe had no idea what he was coming to. Yeah, no way. No, I think he, he bottled it in the end, right? I see people now. She was taxi drivers and that, and I've been talking to them and that, I say that now. It's a blue, a blue rinse story backwater. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. <laughs> so, 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 Barry, he's true, true what he's saying, like, uh, Barry, I think, like, we did expect kind of more players, really, to come in before pre-season, didn't we? Well, you know something, when um, you guys sent out uh, the schedule, for like, and you talked about topics, one of the topics I, I was going to bring up tonight, I still don't know, was going to be the how sort of slow we are to yes. player year on year. I mean, th- th- this is something we've spoke about many times on the podcast over the last three months, four months, however long it's been running, is the massive summer rebuild. Well, here we are sitting on the 5th of July, and the only movement we've had in the transfer market is two Bosman signings from Sheffield Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the contract extension for Griffiths. 
You know? Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, Griffiths was already at the club, Paul. So I'm talking yeah. about the guys that we need to bring in yeah, to strengthen exactly. the squad. And I just like, and, and this isn't just something this summer. This is something every every year we get. And Big Andrew, I'm not even, I'm not going to downplay him. He said, you know, there's a lot of hard work going on in the back, and we hear this every year. It was mm-hmm. Neil Lennon's favourite saying last season. Even his first time, there's a lot of hard work going on behind the scenes. Why are we not delivering players? I just don't understand it. You know, this list of players, listen, I understand the way transfers work. Sometimes, sometimes you don't always get the players you want, but there, there, there should always be backups. But like I say, here we are, we're now, what, two weeks away? Is it two weeks away from the Mitchell End game? And yeah. we've only brought in... And especially now. when we were saying, it's very, very like, the, the want-to-wear players, like the, the Suskins, not having them are trained. And Chan clearly states that he wants to be away. He's trying to push a deal himself to AK Athens. Oyer wants away, and Edward wants away, and there's the three lads coming off a plane today down the pre yeah, but, but but we're down to the bare bones. But you, you yeah. look at the players we've actually lost. If you go through them one by one, you're looking at uh, well, John Joe Kenny's away, Frimpong we've lost in the uh, January. Away. Uh, El Hamed, Laxel, Duffy, El Yunusi, Brown. They're all players that were starting for us. You know, they, they were, it wasn't like they were just squad exactly. And now, now to, to add what John was saying, you know, you've still got the guys that want away. You're in Charms, you're Christie's, you're Ayers, you're Edwards. You know, they're still here. I'm sure they will move on before this window, and I'm sure we will find players. I'm no doubt. Exactly. What, Barry, what you can see, sorry. you can see we've not got heavy recruitment, and, and, and you can see that we, you know the difficulties in bringing players in. But um, there should be day day it shouldn't be difficult to, to start with. The first thing in my and the list would have been right. Who does they want to be here? Who who does they want to be here? And that mm-hmm. you've already you've already made you've already uh, rained off that list. Well, punt them, get get them get them away to wherever they need to go. To. They're all decent players. They'll no be you'll, you'll no be short of buyers. That's that's that that's there's no difficulty surrounding that in terms of uh, getting these guys getting getting these guys out out, out the door. You look you look at the size of the rebuild. You've got you know you've got Bain and Barkas and Harrod, uh, Hazard, uh, they're your goalkeeper options. Taylor, uh, but with no right back. I know you're looking at that. Uh, actually, the Hazard might be going to Dundee. Did you read that, Mark? Yeah. I think they're looking at... It's in loan, but is it no? Yeah. Loan, yeah, but then the two keepers there, they clearly we need another keeper as well. Like, you know, they're obviously a big question, Mark, with, with, with Taylor, because I see there's a lot of left-backs getting messed about Joyce, Josh Doig. Yes. I think Hickey can play right back as well, but he uh, he can play in the two. But he, so he he would be a good shooter. No, I, I like Taylor, you know, and I, and I know I get slaughtered for that in the Ballard page, but I page other week there again as well. Still going back to the Rangers game. Taylor plays in Laxalt, doesn't he play that day? Exactly. Uh, Button doesn't get a red card, and we don't get into ten men. But I mean, the 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 the, the, the lack of the, the lack of we were playing football there. At least you look Lewis Ferguson there, whose family's. You know, I've always been a sort of an association there with Rangers. Probably over the last ten years, that lad would have came to Celtic before he would have been to Rangers. I bet you'd make the opposite decision now. Mm-hmm. You've got Ali McCann, McCarthy. You know, look at the players. With Nelly Nussi, I take it he's is, is he? What's the story about him? Is he away? He's no, he's going to some static mask. I think someone's interested there. Mark, I think in this. A few things interesting. Him, yeah, post it yourself. It'll no be back. So that's dead in the water, John. See, this, this, this is this is the thing that I was trying to refer to as well, John. You know, and Mark, you mentioned that it was a good update. Actually, you mentioned it on the forum. You talked about uh, 
Celtic are, ask, are asking the clubs to keep be, keep informed of what the situation is with Ali McCann and Lewis Ferguson. See, see if you identify a player that you believe is, is going to enhance your squad, going to exactly make your right. team better. Why exactly are you right, asking sorry. to be yes. for Why are you not going and placing a bid on the table and bringing exactly them in? Right. I don't know. It's, this is what I just don't understand. It's a thing in football. And actually, over the years, we talked to like two people like that that play that. Clubs can re- they register an interest in players, and that just means if he becomes available, you have to let us know and things like that. It's weird and stuff like. That. Yeah, I just I don't. And it's, it's it's like everything you read. It's like the Kevin Nisbet Celtic are keeping a close eye on the situation. Yes. I, I I just I, I, for me with with where we are at the minute with our football squad, why are we not just going out and saying to Hibs if it's Nisbet you're one? There's three and a half million. Well, they must have one million pounds. Come on. We know pushing it, Razor. I mean, they, obviously, yeah. these other teams that are interested have probably said the same thing. Like Hibs and St. Johnson and that. Keep us informed. We'll, we'll register our interest, basically. You can see the whole John McGinn thing's happened again, can't you? Kind of waiting to see who blinked. First idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, that, that's it. They want to get in and say bid. Four million for that Nisbet. If three people from England's gone, they only come in and bid two, two and a half million. I don't know. I don't know if it goes to that kind of level. They keep you informed that so and so's bid X amount. If you want to talk, I don't know if it actually goes to that level. So really, I, I mean, it could just all be lies as well. A chairman could just phone up and say, "Oh, I've had a, a two and a half million bid for for Ali McCann. The interest in trying to beat that." Do you think that's what's going on, Mark? Yeah. I don't. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know that. Yeah. That's how. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why they don't. Why they don't look at it when. Uh, I don't know why there's somebody they're looking. Uh, effectively saying you what's it? Celtic can make make their mind up. You, when you're buying something, you need to make your mind up what something's worth to you. What somebody else is willing to pay for it's irrelevant. Absolutely that's irrelevant. It's a. Goodness, you know, I go to go and buy some. I mean, I don't know how many people have said, but it's not worth that to, to me. And, and some just say, oh, whether it's a car or a house or whatever it's been. Maybe you'll lose. My car's worth that or my house worth that. I said, like, you're not listening to what I'm saying. I said, it's no worth that to me. Right? So if Celtic want Aaron Hickey, if Celtic want Ali McCann, if Celtic want Lewis Ferguson, absolute no-brainer. And I'm not a football manager. Um, there's obviously serious question marks over Taylor Figgins. There's about three left backs. I've seen that they're, they're looking at look that. Is that Kenny Powell, Doig, Hickey? Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe he's not. Would he be? So, could, why, why does it be just say, he's worth, if we end up paying five for him and, and, a, and, a, and it's a million more than we could have paid for it, so what? Didn't it fight? There, Klamala, Paul's pal. Apparently we bought him for three and a half million and we get our money back. So why Celtic no sense saying, well, Right, that young Nisbet, right, four million pounds. He's a Celtic player. Yep, he's he gone to do a job for Celtic for the next ten years if we want him to. We know that he'll score goals in Scotland, but if he improves and improves, he'll move to England and we'll make a profit on him. Mm-hmm. You look at you look at I me. Mean, you don't know the reason. You probably that I'm not convinced. He, I don't know whether we dragged our heels or in. Hibs just didn't want to sell him is or whatever. A combination of both, and the guy ends up going somewhere else, or he just didn't want to come and sell to your man that played for Scotland the other week. What do you call him? Again. Again. You know, break your heart, watch them. Um, yeah. He, he'd have looked good in the hoops. He'd have looked, he'd have looked good beside Purple in the hoops, you know. Is there something to build, Mark, between as well? 
was there, was there something as well between the two chairmen as well between Peter Lawl and the head chairman over that as well wasn't there? Well, Rod Petty, Rod Petty was called mm-hmm. never got on. I don't even for what I've heard behind the scenes, even like like at a personal level, they were just they never kind of twigged together personality wise and things like that. But Why did you want to come in there? It still comes down to the business side of things, and mm-hmm. I said at the time, and for what I've heard, no change my mind. Lowell thought that John McGinn would have waited out and signed for Celtic on probably a free transfer and. Just never gonna harm. Mm-hmm. So, what do you want to come in on what we're talking about there? Um, well, sleep making. Oh, what it is, is I, I don't know. Like, I put together a transfer list for me personally that are realistic and transfer fees that have been mentioned and players going out and stuff. I don't know if you want to say that for a different part of the podcast. Or yeah, we move on there, so we're going to what we do there, so we're going to go to we're just going to go to Barry there. We just we just come to come to Barry, yeah. We just go to Barry. What Barry wants to bring up? Barry, you there? Yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. Just, just bring up there what 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 you want to what you want to, to come up. Well, that that was my point. Uh, it was the trans. It was. The sort of lack of movement, and it, like I said, it's not just this year. It seems to be season on season. We're never sort of prepared. You know, when we've always got the European qualifiers. Mm-hmm. We've, all, we've always got them early doors, but we never seem to give ourselves an opportunity. Now, listen, I'm not making any excuses. The teams that we've ended up going out, uh, the, the squads that we've had there, and then should have been good enough to beat them. But it seems to be season on season, rather than preparing for these eventualities, rather than getting a squad together. I mean, I look at other clubs just now, you know, I think, you know, look at other clubs in the SPL. Aberdeen, I think they brought in six players before pre-season. I think yeah. they brought in another two since. Eight boys. They realised their squad was needing a massive overhaul and they've went and done the business. You look at the Dundee clubs. They've all went and strengthened. Every club just... And they'll go to pre-season, they'll buy with their clubs intact. But, well, I, I said on a podcast before pre-season was even in the equation for Celtic that now's the time to go and get the players. It's always great to get them in for the first day of pre-season. Okay. Uh, you know, you know, to, to give them that the, the, well the intensity that Big Andrew's working at, but it also gives them that bed and end time. But for me, like I say, the, the subject I just want to talk about is season upon season. We always seem to leave our business to very late in the transfer window. We're always a wee bit reactive rather than preparing a squad, getting your transfers together, getting your bodies in early, getting the signings that you want to make in early. Now, we've mentioned names before, like, if you look at Ali McCann, according to reports, whether it be true or not, St. Johnson won £1 million for him. Exactly. See, for me, I'd be running. I, I'd be running the bank, get the cash, I'd take cash out for that and go to Perth myself and hand it to Ali McCann, to them for Ali, because he's a cracking player. If you're going to get him for a million pounds, it's a no-brainer. Same with what the guys have said, Kevin Nisbet. If you put, I don't know, say three, three and a half million, the money you got for Klamala, if you put that on the table to Hibs, they're not going to, re- I very much doubt they'll reject that. Or if they do, it's going to be very close to what they're going to get for, for Kevin Nisbet. We're in the middle of a pandemic, all clubs are, are, are struggling, need money. There's deals to be done there. And th- th- see, the players we've been linked with, I've actually been relatively impressed with, you know, mm-hmm. from the Vuskovic. Vis- to you know, McCann, to Hickey, to Nisbet. I've all, I like the thought of those players in Celtic such, I really do. But Barry, what I'm finding Barry. a bit frustrating is just how long it's taken, if it is be true, for us to get business done season after season. That that was the point I was wanting to make, how long it takes us to get transfers over the line. A million pounds, a million pounds for all we can. You know, so if, 
what are you going to save half of that? Why? What does it matter? You know, we're in a position here where we're, need, we're needing players quick. So you end up sometimes, and other clubs will know that as well. If it's a million or half a million or two million, does it matter? They just take take in fifty million season tickets. I, oh, exactly. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I just and this is what I don't understand, John. I don't understand because, like I say, it's not just this year. Absolutely, and I'll take you back to a, 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 a good few years ago. We lost, uh, I can't remember it was how many windows, it was over the course, I think, two windows. We lost Gary Hooper, Victor Wanyama, Fraser Foster, and mm-hmm. Kelvin Wilson, who was probably a wee bit lesser of, of a, an important part of our squad at the time, but it was pretty much the spine of our team, I think, over two or three windows that yeah. we didn't really replace. Now, we went into the Champions League qualifiers pretty much understand. We didn't we didn't recruit any players for it, and we we, we, played, we came up against Shakhtar Karaganda from Kazakhstan, and we scraped through three two. And I thought, well, now the the, the checkbook's going to come open now because they were linked with you know right some right good players at the time. They were linked with the guy Alfred van Bogesen from Heerenveen to come in and replace Gary Hooper. They were linked with Aaron Johansson from Alkmaar. These yeah. were right good pedigree. But it never ever materialised. I think we ended up with Timu Puki and three failed bids for Lee Tomlin of Peterborough. That was the, that was the most of our uh, transfer business. And that's all you this year, Barry. Like that, the same thing might happen again. We're going to miss out on our transfer targets again, and we're going to end up buying the second or third option players who 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 won't be good enough to come in and improve our squad again. You know, we we'll end up going back to the same old stuff again. Well, yeah. it could very well be, Paul. We don't know. But like I say, I've been relatively impressed with the, the actual players that have been linked, if indeed mm-hmm. uh, as true and that are on the list of players. But for me, the frustrating thing is, like I say, it's season upon season. We're just dragging our heels and, you know, we're not, we've got an opportunity to go to Mitchell. It's going to be a tough game. There's no doubt about it. I like to see. Do want to fight their chances against this team? Of course I would. I mean, listen, there's no doubt about it. Every, everybody that was in the non-seeded part of that draw would have wanted Celtic. There's no doubt yeah. about that. I'm under no illusions. But, you know, if we'd have brought in two or three players, maybe three or four, to give ourselves an opportunity to go and... Because I, in my opinion, I said it before on the podcast previously, if we can negotiate this tie, we are guaranteed Europa League football. I'm not clear with that. It's going to be very, very difficult for us to get Champions League football this year. That's not our level just now anyway, in terms I mean, of where, we, where our team is at. But, but if we can get Europa League level, absolutely. The, the deadline to register players, two markets is coming up as well, isn't this? Oh, is it the 15th? I think it's the 15th, Paul. It's going to yeah. You know, like, it is a depleted squad, like. It's not, it's not, you know, have to, have to isolate as well. It's not as if, really, it's, not, it's not as if we, we, we should be panicking. Yeah, we're only needing a goalkeeper, two centre-halves, a right-back, a left-back, a midfield, and a left-wing, and two stickers. Mm-hmm. Shoot, Dom's on the case, John. And Dom's on the case, and we're sitting here with a fortnight to go, eh, scratching our navel. But that's going back to the point there, like, Barry, what you were saying there, the Celtic always seem to do their business kind of late after, and that's going back to my point as well. I said the same board members are there. Could that maybe have the effect here that maybe McCoy doesn't have a handle or, or maybe the grip that he wants to yet at the club? That he's still getting the grip set, and this is where we did these board members. Well, we don't go in and get our business done early, and you know I'm envious of the clubs. You know what? When I see Aberdeen have made eight signings, that's you know, that for me that that's that that's a club that recognises where they are as a squad and what they need to do 
to enhance their squad and they go out and get the business done. Now, listen, we're not shopping in the same markets, I get that. But okay. I, I just find it, Celtic support, I find it very frustrating that year on year, we seem to be reactive in the transfer market rather than proactive. We don't give ourselves an opportunity to progress in Europe because no. we, we don't enhance the squad the way it should be enhanced. Now, we spoke long before the season finished, or sorry, last season finished, we spoke long before about the massive summer rebuild. And like you say, here we are on the 5th of July, and we've brought in two Bosmans from, I, I'm not dissing these players, by the way, but two 19-year-old guys from Sheffield Wednesday, you know, how much an impact are they going to make? I don't know. But it's just for me, it's, it's not good enough in terms of how many players we should have in by at this stage where we're less or two weeks away from a, a, an important Champions League qualifier. But like I say, I mean, to get the guys' views, you know, why, why do we always do this? Why do we always sort of leave it late? Why do we always never strengthen our squad at the start of a transfer window? It's always towards the end of a transfer window. When you're three or four, maybe five weeks into a season starting, before we actually go and make some signings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I know there's a lot of people when they when they up for Griffiths re-signing. And again, I get, I get slaughtered as well when I said I would punt, I'd have punted Eddie after the, the last Rangers game. Um, I think I think Griffiths was worth it, worth an extension. And, and, and rightly, people said they both deserve to be sold. And I, and I think that's right, they both did deserve to be sold. But Griffiths, I think, was is, is worth keeping for, for, in, in a few different fronts. One, for all you would get to him relative to Eddie, there's money in Eddie, there's no money in Griffiths. Uh-huh. And when Eddie goes, he's going somewhere else, he's not going in Scotland. When Griffiths, when Griffiths goes somewhere else in Scotland, he's going to bang that ball back into your net 20 times. So there's reasons why I think there was a, as a backup striker, Griffiths, a Griffiths was not a bad. That was not a bad shoot. If you can, if you can, hopefully sort his sort sort. That is sort himself out. Like they don't. Everyone kind of wants Griffiths to prove us wrong. Like, but he be or the only one who can do that himself is himself. I, I, you know. I think what'll be interesting, uh, uh, Barry and, and Paul. I, th- I think uh, Mark. I, th- I think I think what'll be interesting is to see. You, you know, been kind of castigating Lennon for for, for his lack of potential coaching ability or his ability to, to, to bring laddies on or, or get the best mm-hmm. out of players. It'll be interesting to see I'll be exactly. interesting to see what Big Angie can get out of here yet a bio. Uh, well he was going by yesterday like when I saw him the pre-season chained down back thought as well like he'd have to lose in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and everything for it like you know like maybe it, it could have been done to all Lens not able to get the best out of his players like, but you can't say that but these players too dumped tools last season, so it wasn't all because Len. No, the players shared the same as well. Paul, they don't no, the, the last the last thing I was going to say to you, we've got bigger problems yeah. than, than Neil Lennon been away, and and I'm I'm still sitting here thinking even with your question marks over Angie because he's an unknown entity. It's an easy one to sort. Angie can either cut it or he can cut it, and time will tell, and that will become very apparent very very quickly. But that's an easy one to solve. If if if, if Angie can he, he can he cut it, he gets plugged. So that, that's no that's that that's not a difficult one to sort. Um, the, the difficult one to sort is what's, what's the problem? I mean, he can't get rid of his aim at the drop of mid-season. And worse than that, Mark, the board, if there is a fundamental problem at the board in terms of professionalism, vision, vision, uh, business acumen, if we've, got a, if, we've got, if we've got an issue here, we're at another Kelly stage where we're really needing somebody, some, some, somebody else to come in here, but we've got a bigger problem because that's a harder one to sort because you're caught here between 
buy your season ticket? Do you cut? Do you, do you cut them? Uh, cut the oxygen off for them? Um, to hit them where it hurts? You know that's a harder one. Angie's easy. Uh, Angie, Angie's either, as I said, say the beginning. He's either an inspired uh, uh-huh. finding, and I don't think he might have been second, uh, second choice. It would have been my first choice over Eddie Howe, but he might have been second choice, but he must have been on the radar. He must have been on the radar. And, um, spoke about that with Paul. The way I came to get the impression, John, was that... Because he wanted to... Time, I'd be sure. Yeah. He said he'd spent time in Japan and Australia and knew him before that. Mm-hmm. Before they put, well, he got the self to And I don't know, to me, seeing Eddie House collapsed and maybe Mackay came up and said, well, this guy here in Japan... I think of it, Mark. If if McCoy wasn't actually involved in rice, if he didn't come into the club early, rice uh, when he came, he, he was officially supposed to start on the fourth July, but he came in earlier just to think. If he wasn't to run, then who would Laura or even Desmond? We could end up with Martin Neil or Roy Keane, I say, or even Gav or Gordon Stacken. The problem being Roy Keane. That's what I'm saying. Probably spoke. Yeah. To me, yeah. it seems as if it's McKay that's maybe came up with. Exactly. Christy. 
Uh, who else have we got? Eddie, Christy. Who else especially, especially Christy, like, who, whose father came out and said he wants to leave the club. And same with Oyer. Oyer said he wants to leave. And, and, t- and they, they are going to pre-season. Like, my, my problem is they're like, that they're going to upset the group of players that are there, maybe throw around this negativity that they want to leave again. Do you know what I mean? Paul, Paul see, 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 having paid my money, having now paid my money, uh, and God willing, we'll be back in the stadium sooner rather than the, 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 than the... Than, uh, then later, um, irrespective of what, I want, I'm, I'm, what I'm watching next year, uh, what I don't want to be watching, is yeah. Sunday, Sunday does he want to be there? Oh, I don't think you will, John, honestly. See, when we talk about that, how we need to get players out the door, see, the point we're at with the type of these players, it's up to mm-hmm. the agent to get the deal that suits everybody. Do you know it's it's for Oyer. Yep. Yep. agent. This is how much we want. This is what we want. It's up to you now to find a club that's willing to pay that. Mm-hmm. So, but, but, yeah. It takes ages for us to get deals over the line, but it's also what these other deals for, it takes ages for these other deals for players to leave to get over the line as well. See, see, to go back to your point, sorry, Paul, you know, with regards to uh, Dominic Mackay coming in and things changing, going behind the scenes, like, I still stand by what I say, like, we're now sit- we're sitting here on exactly. the 5th of July, and we've only got two players in the door, That, that that's what I'm talking about, about yeah. things taking too long for me, we knew, we spoke we about it long before the season finished, we spoke about it long before the season finished, about the overhaul that was going to happen, and like I say, we're two weeks away from Champions League qualifier, and we've brought two 19-year-old lads in from Sheffield Wednesday. For me, that's not good enough. That, that's but good even enough. that guy you're going to talk about your squad, like in your your, your defence, who, who you know we actually have a we we barely need recruitment defence. Julian is out to have another step back in training, so Julian's going to be out for even longer. So we all we won't even have Julian. Paul, and, and that's Welsh yeah. line as well. Can you hear us, Brian? I'm listening. How you doing, boys? I'm good, man. Hey, Welsh. How you doing? Just try to get up to the speed of what you're talking about. <laughs> so that's that's Ayer away, Julian set back. So what we got is options for centre half. So uh, Welsh Welsh and oh. beat on. And this is something that I, I, I'm never one to really slag off a Celtic player, but for me, Anthony Ralston is our only right back. That's he, right, he we, is. We, we triggered a one year option. Now, listen, no, no harm to Anthony Ralston. God bless him. You know, he's a, a young sort of player that, that's had an opportunity to sell it. It never worked out for him. He got loaned oh. out to Dundee United. He was deemed that they were like they didn't want to keep a hold of him. He then got loaned out to St. Johnson. They didn't see enough in him to, to want to renew that loan. Yet he comes back to us, and we, it's kind of like we are forced to trigger a one-year option his conduct because we've no other options. That, that, we're that, hindering that, his career, um, though. What was that, mate? You not think we're hindering his career? You know, obviously he gets the money at Celtic, but as for going forward, he's, he's, he's not going to make it, is he? As he moves on. For me, for me, well, you know, he's not. But like I say, he's not going to get an opportunity. Once Celtic signed a left back, or, uh, sorry, a right back or two right backs, which I'm sure will come at some point, Ralston is going to be. Uh, he yeah, might find exactly. himself in the club before the, the summer. But I, I just feel that we were, in order to safeguard ourselves and our squad as it stands at this moment in time, we were forced to uh, trigger that one year option because we had no other, no other well, option. What about the exactly. Do you know right back? 
Yeah, he is. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You know, the on type of person you bring on when you're two nothing up and you try to slow the game down. I know, I know that's not exactly the philosophy of what he's talking about, Ange, but... Uh, Beaton definitely has his strengths when it comes to that. Look at Connell can do that. That's hopefully, hopefully he needs his chance, doesn't he? Well, that's what I mean. That's my kind of my point about it. These players like Beaton, I, as a good squad player, but he's no pushing. He's no. See, like if you've got a young guy snapping the heels of the, the centre halves or whatever position he can cover, whereas Beaton's the type who'll just wait till somebody's injured or somebody's. You know, don't get the impression that Beaton's. Training and trying to force himself. Do you get what I mean? He's not trying to. He never comes to if he's trying to. Force no, he's the same constantly, isn't he? Uh, he just he's, he's happy to sit there and wait on getting his chance. Whereas you'd like to think a younger player would be snapping at the heels, trying to force his way into the team more. I just guys would beat on that just off it. Just a staleness about the fall. Just as well. You can be looking at you might you know Ange looking at these young boys as well. You've a couple of young boys were signing. 
you know, we talk about projects. This this could really be a season where he's trying to build his team rather than just, you know, making his team, so to speak, rather than just buying a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows how it's going to go, but I mean, some of these boys, and they'll talk about the SPL here, you know, we should beat everybody and then see what happens against Rangers. You know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, these boys could come come to the, the fore. But that's like, that, that, we've always said, like, we, we don't know how our youth can play, Max. We never got the chance to see them. Uh, Do you know what I mean? I've seen that enough times, Paul. And yeah. You know, well, Ange said he's going to give the youth a chance. I mean, it's not going to be an overnight thing. I mean, we're talking about players like Beaton. So I can understand what uh, Welsh is saying that, but he's a good squad, a good squad player. I don't. I think there's a lot more important things needed team than getting rid of Beaton. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To concentrate and get the best of living that we can, whether it's in the club or bringing in transfers, we've got to basically own that first eleven. living in it. Go, go, go by chance, was there just like, let Mikey come in there with with, with, with the list of, of maybe affordable transfer targets, like you said that you had and, and players wanted away and what we could get for them, if you want to go through that with us? Well, like I said, I've made a list and before anybody jumps on it, this is just me as mm-hmm. a person. Like I've came up with these that are rumoured to be and using a couple of websites to try and get what people are valued at and stuff. So I've got Ayer going out for 12 million, Fifty going out for 2.5 million, Edward going out for 15 million, but again, we don't know what percentage of that's due to PSG, and then Charms away for 2 million. So that roughly is about 71 million right off the boat for guys that didn't even want to beat the club. Uh-huh. And, I don't, and the fees that I've mentioned there, I don't think I certainly don't think that they're over the value. Like I said, I still think twelve million for Ayers steel. But Celtic's looking for Mikey. But that's what they're getting. That's what I put. In. So I put on the list of players that have been rumoured that I would be happy with. So I put Benji Seagrist from United, one million, because I'm happy with Barca. I think um, Foster Coglu, especially with Greek heritage. I think they'll get the get. I think they'll they'll get the player that they wanted last season in Barkas. I think he'll come good. That would be Seagrest as a backup to Barkas. In my opinion, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. The three fullbacks that I've got listed can play either side. That's Aaron Hickey, three point five million. Josh Doig, one and a half million, and then Kenneth Pale to Eredivisie. He's actually valued at only one million, Paul. Four million, is it? Four million, guys. And then I've got Mario Vuskovic. He's five million. Then the other player that I really liked that Celtic has been linked to is Omar Colley, mm-hmm. the centre-back Sampdoria, a big, massive guy. He's valued at five and a half million. So that would be five defenders added. Then you've got Aaron Moy. He's currently speaking to his club just now about getting out his contract for three. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Pat Berg the young Scandinavian midfielder who is well sought after by a three million and Ali McCann at one million. I've not put Lewis Ferguson on the list because I've just And then for another for a winger, there's a guy that you mentioned, he's one of the best wingers in the area in the season past, Girano Kirk. He plays mm-hmm. with Uterek valued at five million. And then I went for a striker that they've been linked to in the last six hours, I think it is. And he just got actually relegated from a team in the Eredivisie, Venlo. He's named Georgia Giacomacus. Um, he valued at two and a half million and he scored just under 30 goals in the Eredivisie last year. 
Um, he got relegated, believe it or not. And then I've got Kevin Nisbet at four million, which I think is expensive considering Gio Comatins, the, the guy that got top goal scored in Eredivisie, valued at two and a half million. And that's 31 million. So you're actually making a profit of 500k on that list based on the numbers take from the net. Exactly. Look at the players that you've got coming in. And people can say, oh, it's all fantasy football, this, that, and the next thing. I'm only pulling numbers from... I'm doing realistic targets. I'm doing realistic targets for certain things. That's a link Celtic, Mikey. So I just don't know the values that are flying about. So all the players coming in, that's 10 players, roughly, about 31 million, and people are still can't afford that. But when you've got nearly 30 million going out in fees for players that didn't want to be there... Exactly. Well, I mean, I understand there's agent fees and this, that, and the next thing, but, I mean, if you're able to get Aaron Moy, Ali McCann and Vuskovic and Hickey and Segrist and that, that's... Well, Ali McCann would be in less wages than Christie would be. So there you're, mm-hmm. you're even going to save on wages with a lot of the signings that you're mentioning. And he's a better player. And he's a better player, in my opinion. Anything else to, to that, no, my... Uh, Mikey, that he was doing no. at the airport in China, or the last kind of, you know, that he was trying to. What I heard was as soon as supposedly Aaron Moy and Postecoglou, they're meant to be joined at the hip of the whole national team. Yeah. And I don't know what a guy's thinking that, but I remember seeing Aaron Moy when he went for Brighton and that down in the Premier League. And I didn't actually rate that one, but I thought he stood out a mile for the team he played. Oh, he, 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 he was way above the Brighton team. Uh, yeah. down, down the Premier League he, he, was, he was a standout player man. he was definitely in class at Huddersfield wasn't he yeah you know and he was like and, like say, and the rumour like he says in the last few hours is that he's spoke to Shanghai about just getting out of his contract because what, what I said for Mark Hall about that was that Celtic was it Laurel at the time Mark, and I think they wanted uh, there was no, no negotiations between himself Celtic and James McCarthy and the rumour was that Ange told them to cease no, no negotiations with James McCarthy and make an approach for Moy instead. Maybe Moy would be his captain. Well, like you say, that Aaron Moy, if there were the same players like that, like you say, I understand like you say, And he's a shot name as well, don't he? You know, yeah. Moy is a sh- I, I'd, be, I'd be delighted. Like that, that to me would send out a statement if we, if we signed Aaron Moy. Well, Moy, yeah. like you say, if you had Aaron Moy, McGregor and Turnbull in the midfield. Yeah, exactly. And then, like I says, and I'll, I'll leave other guys to look him up. His name's Georgius Giacomakis. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, boy. In the Eredivisie last season, with just under 30 goals, with a team that got relegated, and he's valued in it, and he's, the club have already said he's leaving for I'm, a fee around £2.5 million. Pounds. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just happy we're linked with Mike so I could pronounce this. <laughs> And like I said, other guys, like I say, Vuskovic, hopefully, Doig, Hickey. Like, Hickey... Uh, he wants he, to come he, home to Scotland as well, doesn't he? Fiorentina, I heard a gun in. No, and Nathalie are gone in through. What I don't understand is as well, and I think it was J.B. that said, regarding, like, Taylor. What is Celtic's problem with Taylor? Because every t- I actually rate him as a centre as a left backer. He did not want, from my opinion, last season. And we, it's true what what John said there, like that. We went with Laxell in every single thing, and it was down that flank. But we got caught for the goals with Laxell against Rangers. Was, down Laxell was, side, like he'll struggle with fans wants to play with pace when they're with though. Mm-hmm. I think if you, if you see Taylor live and up close, he's he's very very slow. 
And would score score by what Dwayne Ange plays and Dwayne we were hand where he plays the fact. Uh, Brian, would 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 Taylor struggle? Do you think in there? Well, let's say first and foremost, if he's there to defend, which is what we were talking about last season, then he was obviously better than what we had. Uh-huh. Going forward, we're going to start playing with wing backs. I mean, who knows? That's that's the impression I get. I get with that's the way he's going to play a high pressing yeah. game. Um, just from what I've seen of Taylor, he's just he's not got the pace. Obviously, the boy knows how to defend, but I don't think he's got the pace to get up and down the flanks. I think Anthony Ralston is a bigger worry as your only choice for a right-back. He's a bigger worry for me than Taylor is. My, I, 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 I think there's a player in Taylor as well, but I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm a minority, I think. But, um, both well, that's not me having a go at Taylor. I just think it's the type of formation that you'll want to play. I don't think Taylor will suit that system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting linked with Josh Doigar and Hickey. We're getting linked with left-backs. and There's nothing that seems to be kicking about for a right-back other than Hickey, who can play the right-back position as well. Eh? I think Taylor does a job, job. He's never going to be a world beater and I think he, a lot of the things is he's always kind of compared to KT. Do you know what that's always going to be a problem but he's a he's reliable against a SPL team kind of level and that but obviously I mean obviously getting into Europe higher levels not we would struggle but for Scotland I don't see, really see a problem with playing Taylor. We know, we know that Alston's not going to cut it right back either, Mark. Definitely. You know, you know. That was the major, that, that, that really said kind of alarm bells to me when, when when he got the contract extension because we had him down hardless there, Mark, at the end of the season with Barry and Michael uh, uh, that he was he was on it to be gone. Do you know what I mean? So, One so, that his contract was up and everything, like, you know. But did that just go to show how bad he was we, stuck for numbers within the squad that maybe he'd be our backup next season I think, I think you're right Paul Ralph you've got two one year extensions here mm-hmm. uh, Griffiths and Ralston mm-hmm. they're, either, they're either A cheap and nasty and that's the way we're heading or B they actually there's a bit of wisdom in the two of them because well, we said we know Ralph is not going to cut it but we've got nothing at right back just now Kenny exactly. nothing at right back so you know you're better uh, <laughs> He's, he's, it's, when you've got nothing, I think it's a, no, a, no, a no-brainer uh, uh, exercise in that clause. And I think Griffiths, is for the reasons I've said, I think there's no there's no lot of money in Griffiths. Eddie had to head, had right. head away before now. And the last thing you want is Griffiths hitting the ball. Uh, Otherwise, we could have been into the, the European Championships like the, the couple of years back when we had, uh, was it Callum McGregor was in left back, I think, was this? Uh, you know, you, you could be hitting something like that going into the qualifiers that we should like. You know? well, that was that was a Brendan Rogers special at Ibrox, remember? Yeah, done it. Lenin, but Lennon done it. Was a friend of in the cab? Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was Clues. Was it Clues? Clues. 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 Clearly did walk out. Like, what's this? You know, Michael, go on your list there. Has you honest that hard on you? I know the deal for Seagas and Ipswich. Uh, that felt true, didn't this? Yeah, like you say, is 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 um... Because Mike said he was holding on for Celtic. Yeah, well, I say, United the United he says that Seagrass is not for sale, but at the right price, so the, the price that they've yes. been given is £1 million. Exactly. And based on the goalkeepers we've got, and I like I say, I'll, people have got their opinion, I'll always stick up for Barkas because prior to Celtic, like I've said many times, he was one of the most sought after goalkeepers in Europe. I mm-hmm. said, okay, but he went through the pandemic year. Um, but I was saying and I was saying to Mark through our own phone calls like 
like the sales Barkers was making in the pre-season training just just a few days back, like he he, he was making saves that we didn't see him play on the pitch, like you know. Well, I mean, but like Barkas is a new player in the in the mm-hmm. club, and he fought for a lot of money, so there was obviously a lot of pressure on him. But look how many other Celtic players look at like look at Carl McGregor last year. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know I mean, oh, okay, if Barkas was new. He was five million pounds, so he took the brunt of a lot of people's frustrations. But there was loads of players in that Celtic team that underperformed. Just as bad Seven as half didn't help him one bit, though, did they? Yeah, I mean, you imagine that's what I was saying. Well, you know, like, and, and I was saying to Barry as well, and, and Barry kind of thing like having a settled backline in front of you as well, and, and who could play like our backline were, were atrocious last well, season. Can you imagine playing with they sent our backs in front of you last season? No, so, I couldn't. I mean, everything the ball got put into the box. Yeah. It always looked like we were going to see A free kick was like a penalty to Celtic last season. That's what it was. A free kick was a penalty. And Barry used to say that as well, Barry, didn't you? That a free kick was a penalty, Barry. Oh, I mean, it was a massive Achilles heel for us. You know, mm-hmm. any time there was a, you know, a free kick out wide getting put into our box, you were fearing the worst every single time. And unfortunately, a good percentage of those ended up as goals against us. And that just goes down to your, your, your centre not dominating the ball, not, not attacking the ball, but... That's something that's going to have to be addressed this year. Yeah, but there's no doubt about it. You know, can't defend a corner. Point of view. No, no. Or a set piece. You know, from a goalkeeper, it's a lot higher. If you if you've got confidence in your centre half that they're going to win the majority of balls, whereas if you've got in your mind that you know the likelihood is that the opposition are going to win this, that 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 danger comes as a keeper right away. So there's no doubt about it. Barkas was affected, but at the same time as well. You know, uh, I, I'm kind of on the fence with Barkas. I'm more than happy to give him another opportunity. But a lot of the goals that he, he conceded, you know, shots that he failed to stop, you know, you couldn't always point the finger at the centre half. So you could have done a See, lot it works both ways. It works both ways, Barry. The centre half has have to have confidence as well. Who's behind them? Do you know what I mean? Well, absolutely. I, mean, I, mean, I, 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 don't, I don't want to speak too much about the other half, but you know, their two centre halves, you know, and, uh, before last season were very, very average. But look who they've got behind them. They've got a guy that's full of confidence that they know is going to mm-hmm. fill them out the the, the mess if, if ever they get into it. You know, they, they've got real confidence in his. Uh, goalkeeping play and that gave them the confidence to go on and have, you know, Goldson was in line for the player of the year and for me, I don't rate that guy at all but I, I guess I can't take away from the fact he had a good year last year but it does make a massive difference if you've got a, a unity back there, you know, a, a defence that's playing with confidence, that's playing every week that's doing the jobs that they're asked to do along with the goalkeeper, you know, it breeds confidence in itself and hopefully that's what's going to happen this season like you said that JP that he's, he was when, when you said he was worth 20 points to them last season and, and he proved it didn't he said that to my son when he signed I thought yeah. he's a uh, um, he's worth 20 points to them and it, and it, and it, and it panned out that way you could pretty much give him the league title last year mm-hmm. it was um I think I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully hopefully Barkas can, 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 can come, come good but Serious, serious uh, questions at, at centre half. You get goals. We know what they are. We, we know what they are. They said you're, you're, you're needing a couple of centre halves, a right back, a left back, midfield, left wing, two strikers. You're, you've got gaps everywhere. But you yeah. think, my problem is that like, we see all this, right? We the, the fans see all, and we've seen this coming. We've seen this because we've been coming. But do you think maybe the board and Andrew actually seen? How depleted our squad is. 
I don't think I don't think the board has done anything. This is back to how we started the night, Paul. I, I don't think the board has done anything to allay my fears for three months ago. Mm-hmm. That that they've either got the vision, the the business I came in, or the professionalism in there, um, to, to to resolve this. I mean, your man Mackay. I mean, what's his role? What's his position? He doesn't. He doesn't shares, does he? He doesn't own anything. The one thing you know in a, in a business, the only the only man that the the, the, the only man in a business um, that, that, that affects the, the the direction of the business is the man who owns it. You can. Mm-hmm. I've worked in places where you have directors and managing directors and people. We also the man. The man who is registered at Cummins House is the man. Is the man that makes the decisions. All the time. That that's no dominant. That's no dominant, Mackay. Um, I've just I've just got questions, question marks. Uh, you got to you got to think you got to take in the whole the the, the shambles of this last season. The just the, the a monumental act of self harm mm-hmm. and, and and the lack of action so far. That that the arrogance. That the arrogance. Just what I started to be able to get in, you know. Thanks for your grand. There's a fifty pound voucher, and you're spending it in my shop, but it expires in September. <laughs> give me another. Give me another grand. And by the way, we don't know if you're getting into the stadium. I mean, oh, did you remember in the opt-in? If you want to come to the party, I think, come on. You know, none of, none of that's filling me with confidence. Uh, you know, none of it. Mm-hmm. As I said to you, and you, you hear Mikey's NHS jersey story at the, at the start there, and uh, the disconnect continues for me. Yeah, it's still, it's 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 a long it's it's a long kind of rebuild that Celtic have to do there with the fans, and it's uh it's actually atrocious the way they treated Michael. I I, I really couldn't I couldn't believe it. Like, well, gee, you're you're just on there. Anything you want to bring up? No, 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 no. I just I I echo quite a lot of JFPs just said there in terms of. Where the club are this is a disconnect with the fans, but obviously we've been down that road a few times. But you missed the you missed you 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 missed the the staff for dirt. Why did you just want to run through? Went you there? What 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 Celtic said to you briefly about a kind of a, a, a donation or something for the club for the for the fundraiser? Basically, well, yeah, I put out an email to all top flight Scottish clubs to ask if they were able to donate something that I could raffle off now to raise money for the NHS. Uh-huh. Um, so. On the advice of my mum and everything, I, I emailed everybody in the top flight. Um, and I've had replies from nearly everybody that they're hoping to get something sent out. Um, just waiting on confirmation from a few things. And I got an email back from Celtic saying that it wasn't something they were interested in. Really? And, and, and they weren't wanting to support it. And around the same time, I got an email back from Rangers asking for my home address and they'll get something sent out ASAP because of the cause that I'm doing it for. And they, were, they couldn't believe that the money that we're raising and the, the generosity and this, that, and next thing. And just the, like, the, the, the difference in speaking to both clubs. Um, night, like you say. It's been night and day. I spoke to me yeah. as well, Shane. It's been shocking, mate, honestly. The, I can't believe that, to be honest with you. Even the, like, the, tone, the tone of the emails in that, Mikey, uh, well shaped. It's as if, oh, you've got to get peace, son, you're wasting your time. People get better things to do than talk to you about this, just kind of fobbed them off with uh, interest in helping you and it was the foundation as well, we contacted them too didn't you Mikey? I contacted them all, like I said this happened started weeks and weeks ago 
when I first got in touch with Celtic to ask if we were able to use Lennox Towns, one of their pitches. It doesn't matter what time, date, whenever, for the charity match. This is before Falkirk got involved and they sent me an email back and it was just basically a one-liner saying, sorry, not interested in holding this event. And then I got in touch regarding getting a signed shirt or signed signed anything from Celtic because it would have it would have raised money because like Celtic fans like they're fanatics. They'll buy even just a tweet. Can even just a tweet from Celtic to to push it forward, give it support. You know anything? Mm. That's ridiculous. A point there. I mean that's even a point as well. Imagine Celtic just agreed to uh, send out a tweet. Imagine them sending something on their social media or something just. Showing a kind of support or a kind of help, advertise it. But that would have been amazing. Any help, like you say, I, I wasn't expecting the world from clubs. But when you start getting replies from Rangers, Hibs, St Johnston, Dundee, Dundee United, Forfa, another club, uh, Forest Green Rovers down in England, that's a different story for a different day. Like, but even they got back in touch. But And then you get the club that you've supported for 34 years, that you've spent thousands and thousands of pounds at. And yeah, you get the the of the club, the values that have that we do, that's the thing. That's what I said earlier, Welshie. See the way you kind of project this charity thing and all that. Treat Mikey like that, do you know what I mean? It just goes against, it goes against everything they try to do with a public person. You know, and it's commendable what you're doing there, Michael, but I should imagine you're not the only person who's actually even tried to raise awareness for something and got in touch with Celtic. You've got to wonder how many knockbacks have actually done. No. Yeah, like you say, I was very, like you say, because obviously the actual, the, what was raised for, because it's the NHS and everybody knows the year that they've just went and hid in the whole of Britain. Um, and don't get us wrong, like you say, it wasn't just Celtic. Like you say, Arsenal were similar, Man United, Newcastle. One of the worst replies I got was from Sunderland. I mean, I can go on about this all day. To be fair, the rest of the clubs are relevant. That's their club and, a, you know, charity at heart, that should be, you know, should be the first team you get behind you. Yeah, I think what I think what burned me more is because it happened twice. Like you say, they couldn't even training, yeah. couldn't even give a training pitch for ninety minutes, and like you got guys at Falkirk owners on Zoom calls with and sorting out referees for a while and match day bars and like you got clubs bending over backwards and you got your club at heart that treat you like a just like nothing like something on the bottom of your shoe. Easy a thousand pound for your season ticket, but I hope you're not expecting anything in this turn there. <laughs> That's how it's felt for a while, though, isn't it? I mean, just fans have been at the forefront of that, haven't they? Right, so, yeah, I asked John about it earlier. So, what's your take on these demonstrations and that for the Celtic Trust and other associated <laughs> fan groups? <laughs> to be honest with you, what Michael's just told me there just now, it even strengthens that, to be honest with you. I mean, what people need to separate, in my eyes, is what they're doing. You've got... You've got the, the, the people who run the club who are one entity, and then you've got the, the, the Celtics, I suppose, Andrew's in charge of the team and getting behind the team. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, reading through, I mean, obviously, I've though, this is nothing to do with me, I just read between the lines like everybody else. Um, I've not actually spoken to a lot of people about it, and to be fair. But to me, it's, do we just ignore what's happening to the club? I mean, what Michael's just told me makes that even more prevalent. Mm-hmm. But we were saying earlier the disconnect between the club and support. Well, it's us and them, isn't it? It's pure and simple. But I said before, that exact phrase, us and them. But it, do you know how it's always been like that, Welshie? Well, do you know what, Mark? It just goes back to what we were saying at, at the start of the show and, and, and the thing like, 
fair enough, we've a new CEO who wants to come, he wants to change that, he done. But it's going back to the same people are still there under the law error. And that's just a prime example of it there, like, isn't this? No, I mean, T1, was it, I don't know, if, was it the fan, during the fan media conference, did something will go on last, I don't know if it's Mackay or Ange, about, like, the, the charities and getting married. Yeah, and he, yeah, and he said he wants to get more involved with that, and Ange said that, that he's going to uh, get his players involved in kind of stuff like that, but he thinks it's great for the club to get to get out there and help the, the club uh, foundations yeah. that's for charity. A week later, Mikey gets an email like that off him. Mm-hmm. But is that like going back to that the, these problems are still there as long as we say who 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 would you be emailing with? Would it be would it be the PR department or or? or I Like, you know, it, 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 it is like it's disheartening to Mickey like to, to get a, a team like that. Like, it's, it's just ridiculous. Like, you know, and twice, like, you know what I mean? Twice. Basically, Celtics refused to help me. That's 
that's right. That's the bottom line, yeah. You may be a bit mm-hmm. dramatic, but that is... What basically is, right? That, that, that basically is. Do you know what I mean? That, that... People take... Even with just a simple gesture. So just a simple gesture is all it takes as well. Mikey's doing mm-hmm. all this time, and as I said earlier as well, I know for a fact Mikey's out of pocket or this. Mm-hmm. Getting things arranged and there's three things that was paying, he said, that's all paid for and everything. So he's out of pocket doing this, and he's doing it for our National Health Service and Celtic. Didn't want involved? Didn't they care about that? What, what, what I'm trying to say is, is that, see, when I hear Mikey's story, that, that that's it's stories like that that would stop me going to see Celtic before failure or losing ten in a row would stop me. Mm-hmm. There's there's a bigger attraction to Celtic. Celtic. And especially like Mickey and all his family and, and, and everything. Glow up, Celtic, go to the matches, and, and you know, it's not like that. He's not a Celtic fan or anything, like he's a genuine Celtic fan. Even with the club that he loves. But she would think when he gets a. Oh, as I said earlier, even if you weren't a Celtic fan. It doesn't matter. It's, the, uh, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not. 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 Do you know what I mean? There's no flags in, in what Mickey tried to do here. Like, I mean, it's, I think it's, 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 I, th- I think it's salt in the winds when you when you hear the reply you get back for Ibrox. Whereas exactly. you, could be, you could be kind of 99.99% sure when he held his when they heard his name that they, they, they would know he wouldn't have a season ticket there. I said that as well. As soon as they see an email from Michael Conroy, they know exactly that. right. Mm-hmm. It's just a case you just send us your address and we'll get something sorted out for you. So mm-hmm. night and day. I think one of my biggest surprises was as well as um, my mum and my dad put it on their Facebook because obviously I, I don't do social media and I, I actually didn't even know that they put it up because I obviously I told them about what happened with the two clubs and believe it or not it was the, the reaction that my mum got specifically she had other Celtic fans on her Facebook trying to defend Celtic over the matter and basically it says Oh well, certainly inundated with them. They're the most inundated club in Scotland for charity requests. I don't care how biased you are on this thing. Nobody's going to try and insult me by saying that Celtic get more charity requests than Rangers Football Club. And like I said, it wasn't about the fact that Celtic said no. It was just the reply. It was a manner of make it. Was a manner. Oh yeah. Okay, moving on. Just so, just with the qualifiers. I said it nearly nearly two weeks away now. I said this the, the the first match. I said and the the squad that we have at the moment. Like, what kind of team will we first eleven can we feel at 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 the moment? Uh, Barry, come to yourself first if you can give a rough to the players that we have and are, are we confident with these players going into the the, the first qualifier? Uh, you know something. As Celtic fans are always optimistic. I'd probably be more optimistic than confident if I'm mm-hmm. honest. Um, we can still get a, a team onto that field we, we can still get a team that's capable of beating Mitchell and on, mm-hmm. onto that field uh, as far as I'm concerned we've still got quality in there so, yeah. I mean I think it, it boils down to uh, kind of what John was saying earlier would you want to be putting Edward into this game would you want to be putting like for example in Charlie oh, yeah. who, who's travelled I have maybe a wee bit different because I have played the whole season I, I, I really did uh, he, yeah, he, yeah, he gave his all yeah he, yeah. he, he, he did well, kind of give his all really Ryan, last season Brian Christie's another one you know would, would I want him going into this you know this is an important game for Celtic 
Mm-hmm. You know, this could really shape our sort of European progression this season, this, this specific tie. Um, so, so, are you going to play them? I, I don't know the answer to that. You might very well have to play them. Um, but for me, we've still got quality in the squad. You've still got Callum McGregor in there. You know, you, you've got Ismaila Soro. You've, you've got, you know, Lee Griffiths can still play a part. You know, there is quality in the squad. I would like to see another couple of additions anyway to add to that. But, uh, you know... It's a difficult one to call, Paul, because my only my only concern going my only concern going into this this thing is is the defence how how to please the defence is that's my only concern going into this is defence and maybe the goalkeeper area just my two that, that's the big concern for everybody and then yeah. you know John mentioned it earlier you know centre half's a big worry you know if I have you've got Stephen Welsh in there. We spoke about it probably in the early podcast. Would nothing against Stephen Welsh. I was very impressed with him when he came in. But would you want him as your sort of first choice mm-hmm. going into these sort of qualifiers? Probably not. He'd be great backup for me, but I wouldn't want him as a, as a solid first choice centre back. The right back position right now is massive. A massive. You, you, you know, for fact, Welsh is going to be playing. I know that. Well, I, Welsh, I mean, you know, Welsh you mentioned earlier, and then, you know, Leo Connor, but Leo Connor's never played a minute of football for Celtic. But you know, there's another option. You know, I think I do think there will be players. You know what I say? I think I hope there would be players signed before that. I'd like to think we'd get another two or three players in the door before the qualifier. It's got to be the aim of the club to get boys in before that. I think you get not, a rough idea tomorrow is when the match with uh, is it Sheffield Wednesday tomorrow, I think, at three o'clock of this? Or is it Wednesday? Wednesday? It's Wednesday at three o'clock. Can I get a rough estimation? You can yeah, have, it isn't eight o'clock. No, it's, I think it's three o'clock, will she? I'm sure it's, no, it's, it's the share it was eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think if you if, if you're going into this game and you're if you're going into this game, you'd be either Bainer, Barkas, Taylor, uh, Welsh, Beaton, and Ralston as your back five, or your back yeah, four, the goalkeeper, you're in bother. And I think, just, just... And in the Michelin game with that, that'll no be our defence, no way in the world. I mean, and see for this about who's travelled down to Wales and that, the guys are still contracted to Celtic. Yeah. Celtic have still got to... Care. They've still got to do their jobs, they've got to turn up for training, and... It, Stuff like that. I don't, don't, would they be in breach of contract? Barry mentioned there. You know, it's a hard, it's a, it's a, it's a hard show as to whether the one always or a, should should play or not. I, I don't think it is a hard show. I think, uh, I, I think you get. We all get an answer to that last year. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think we need another season. We don't. I don't think we need a repeat. To, uh, but what about to, this situation? With it was rumoured, and myself and Max spoke, but with Barry and, and Michael as well. Uh, that maybe Edward might be staying on for an extra year and then maybe go at the end of next season, John, what's your thoughts oh, on that? I would, I would have had Eddie away. I'd, 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 I'd have had Eddie away. I told you I'd have had Eddie away after mm-hmm. the last Rangers game. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, never have pull on the jer- I would have played never wore, a jer- never wore a jerseys for me again after that. And again, it's done to his agent. Celtic have told, told his agent, we want X amount of money. This is the deal we want. Now you find him a club. Edward's Celtic career's over. It's got to be mm-hmm. the way Celtic yes. keep Ed I don't, I don't. year for even if he signs an extension. What's the point of signing a year? You're the same bot next season, Mac. And Mac, if he signs an extension, that clause is still going to be there, isn't it? Uh, the clause, the selling clause, I still don't believe that's forty percent. Peter Lowe would have agreed to that. But us signing Eddie for another year is only then what kind of um, suits Edward then. Mm-hmm. Because that doesn't sell to have a player that done what he done last year. 
Get him out the door. Him and Crick. 100%. Yep. I swear to God, I'm going to end up running about him again, but you, you got your stay. Hunt the two of them. You got your answer. You got your answer last season. You don't need another. You don't need You don't even need another game to to, to make your mind up. You've had you, you've had all the evidence that you needed. That uh, guilt is charged. Punt them. Bang. Eddie and Christie. Bang on. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going by one player here, and it, when he reported to the Irish uh, on the twenty one, said the Irish uh, on the twenty one manager said he wasted two years at Celtic. And and uh, it, he 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 didn't progress his career at Celtic, and we saw him go out and loan this season with, with Luke O'Connor. Like he 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 needs to be kind of breaking in to, to the team next season. Don't think give, kind of given his chance, and we can see what he's doing you now. I, 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 I think you'll see that in these coming games. You know, I, I think that's what I'm going to look at most closely. And the games we've got coming up uh, down in Wales and, and the, mm-hmm. you know Sheffield Wednesday, Charlton, etc. I'm going to keep a close eye on you know the progression of these younger players because we've got some good young players. Mm-hmm. Know that about it, we spoke about it before. They've never had an opportunity before. Well, now's a bigger chance than any for them. So exactly, especially when they were training. When, they were, when, when, so when the squad was so depleted, and Dan said, "Yeah, he's he's a lot of youngsters, and, and he wants to see the youngsters. Like now's their chance." Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I've, I've said it before. It's a great yeah. opportunity for them to go and show. It's a clean slate, like we've said previously. A clean slate for every single player to go and stake a claim for a, a, a place in the squad, a place in the team. You'll hopefully you get these energetic, keen youngsters that are going in there and going to say, you know what, I'm going to make my stamp on this season. I'm going to show the manager what I can do, and I'm going to make it impossible for him not to include me in the squad. So, like I say, I'm very interested to see these young guys in the coming days. Especially young Dembele as well, like you know what I mean. Like he, he'd be a player, I think, who 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 do well on on the ranch. Do you know, young Dembele, the, the speed that Ange would play. What would, would you think that maybe Ange can convince him to stay on it, stay on a Celtic? Uh, Brian, uh, I mean Dembele. Do you know something? Dembele seems a bit of an enigma to me. Mm-hmm. Really, he seems to be such a great player that we don't see. Uh, we definitely missed Wood last season before us being it. And he never got his chance, whether it was through his contract, his attitude, whatever, I don't quite know. We just it was Lennon. But, you know, Dembele's not somebody I'm actually counting on this season. You know, from reading between the lines, he's not going to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, as far as the youth concerned, I mean, O'Connell's a, it needs to be made made clear by Ange and the, and the rest of the, the backroom staff that the young boys are going to get the chance to impress and get the chance to play. You know, if they're good enough, play them. That's what me, myself and Mark was were talking about there on Friday, Mark, myself, you know, like we were saying, like, it's the fact is that the young players are leaving without us even seeing them, do you know what I mean, in the first team or even getting the chance to make our kind of own judgment on and uh, then we can see why they're, they're being let go, do you know what I mean? Like, there's some good players. Why, when, they go to, when they go to Bayern Munich and places like that, exactly. you don't understand that, though. That's, that's to me, the, a different, different, different class, yeah, exactly. Got, they're not just leaving and going to Tranmere or or Grimsby or somewhere they're going to Bayern Munich but that's what I'm saying like, yeah. they, they, they must be they're not bad players like you know, that seems to be the problem yeah the other teams there's just no clear pathway and getting into the Celtic team that coach that left he said his job was to get them ready for the first team mm-hmm. they were doing that there were so many players were sitting talking about them there were so many players that deserved a chance in the first team and just never got it Never got it. Never, never got that fight that over the bridge like interest. Yeah. One of the good things, eh, 
players being away and international duty and these players that are wanting away and that. Hopefully during the first few training sessions with Ange, this thing down in Wales and that, these young players will step up to the plate and make their mark and catch Ange's eye and he'll say, oh, I'll no need a... I'll no need to buy a second choice centre back because look at that's the perfect scenario, isn't it? Aye, that's exactly the way Celtic should be looking at things. Mhm. Mhm. Well, by another player I, I spoke to last night, it's, it's Tom Roderick. Do you think he's going to play a role or considering his injuries and stuff like that? Like I spoke about him, said that he'd be a player that he wants to keep and he's a player he knows. Like, can you play and play in some part in? And just, uh, I can't plans. believe Roderick's still a Celtic player, to be honest with you. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think um, probably believe it either. But he was all set to go, Mark. He was all set to go. He said that. He, he, he was nearly a banker to be gone, I think, himself uh, this summer, I say, until Ange came in, I said. The story, you, saw, you sent me the story and said that, oh, Roderick had turned down a, a, was a tournament in Australia were playing in Australia. Yeah. He was staying his and that was be- and that and that and that was before Ange came. So I was going to say, did he know then that Ange was exactly. for this job? Exactly. You know, that's what I was saying. Like that, he actually knew. I don't know what Ange has said in interviews about how he wants the team to play. That I don't know where Rogic is going to fit into that. I think we're going to see a lot. Like we we won't see a lot, but we see maybe a glimpse on 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 on, on Wednesday what way his formation anyway is going to be anyway. I think because. I can't see him play a four-three-three. Does he play four? It's a four-three-three. He goes for this kind of the wing back then. He just. They said in his interview, he plays a, a, a version of four-three-three or something. That was his kind of words. So, but that well, these friendlies will give these pre-season games. He'll give us an idea of his actual mm-hmm. the way he wants the team to play. But by the time the season starts, I'm expecting a lot of changes in personnel. In that Paul. So that's definitely. It's pre-season. Let's not get get hung up on it. Do you know what I mean? The Barry will tell you these games are just about fitness and sharpness and things like that. They don't really results and stuff like that. Don't mean that much. It's made a. Yeah. What's this? No, I, I, I love I, the pre-season games. Been... You go away and watch the games. It's, it's always the young boys that are playing. Mm-hmm. What's the story in the recruitment front just now? What's uh, is is your man away? Um, what's his name? The recruitment boy. Is he still? He's away, isn't he? Yeah, he's gone. And, he's and so there's, there's nobody because we, we were linked to the other boy that fell through. There's nobody. Who is it just now? Then who's calling the shows? Paul, what's that? It's a kind of he's uh, kind of friend. Left, 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 He came from Arsenal. He came from Arsenal, and he used to walk kind of under Penrose and and Hamid. But if you go in now to Celtic staff, he's actually named as head as as recruitment operations. So right. that, so I I don't know if they're going to be, but at the moment he is. But I don't know if that's going to be a thing. Like so, that's what I'm thinking is that this group department, the the scouting department, is still working, and and that it's actually him that's walking around these players. You know. See, there's got to be some kind of continuation. Mm-hmm. I think Liam Shaw, the other young uh, Dutch guy, so there's. And Ange says himself it's something the club's been looking and keep an eye on for a while. There's another link between the scout from Celtic and something David Sheffield Wednesday Ashland and Twitter there. I read that as well. Some scout that worked with Celtic or and is it Sheffield Wednesday or vice versa. But there's uh-huh. going to be somebody making these decisions. And there's going mm-hmm. to be some kind of continuation, whether it's this 
that guy you mentioned there, Paul, I don't know, but there's going to be some kind of continuation of the work that's actually been done. And maybe he's got with the prayers that maybe Penn, because Penn, like I said, he, he, his job was 24-7, Mark, but he was there, that they're constantly looking after us. Like, so, you're Scotland. You just picked up the books for a whole year, didn't you? Just because you've got yeah. a new manager. Exactly. You know, like, you, the, the, the Aye, yeah. I mean, it's right. Maybe Celtic. Right, we heard the how that supposedly one of the rumours was Celtic gave him a list of available players and he didn't fancy them. But <laughs> even the players. Jail I have. There, Bobby Sunderland said that Jail I have. He's the head. He, he's actually. The fellow I read up on that at the moment is, is running that uh, department. Chief Celtic has already done the scouting work and done all the data work and everything on these players. They're going to at least say to Ange, well, here's the players that we've, we've done our homework on. And they're, they're the, 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 back, the backroom staff, we know, that's a, the backroom staff with Ange is, 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 is another concern yeah. for me as well. That, that doesn't stack up. You know, I, I can't even remember the last time I seen a, a, a manager going somewhere and didn't he bring his back, uh, didn't he take back on staff from? Um, I think he will. Uh, you think so? I think he will. I think he's running. What did he say, Mark? That he's going to he's going to kind of watch things closely, want to, and see then if they're if they're actually up for him. He said. He said it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that he said there will be changes. He said it doesn't mean. People would leave, but he said there will be people coming in. People who I know and I trust. At the end of the day, I'll make that decision when when I feel the time is right. I think he's maybe just looking at things in his and see, like see. Mm-hmm. He said himself, even with players, some people won't get into what I'm doing. Another he's confident and self-assured. To be fair, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. It does. It does. It does well. He certainly, he certainly comes across as his own man. Some of mm-hmm. Can he buy in and some just won't it there's a difference? And he that out and that because I was reading from um, some, he's, he's one of his coaches in, in Yorkerham and like they left as well and they're going back I think to Brisbane, I think so they're actually not coming here. That they will ask the question like that, that he'd pop out and he'll ask the question to one of his coaches, what's the dash one that there, what was the dash and this there? And like if you're not on the ball mark, he, he won't accept that. If he's yeah. asking for Moy as well, though, that could be a reason, you know, somebody in addressing him for him. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I said about Rogic as well. Those are on the last podcast, maybe Rogic is just... Just going by Moy, dear Mark, and you were asking about that. Like, if he comes, would he have to isolate if he's coming from China? Uh, yeah, I think so. Got like 10 days as well, wouldn't he, yeah? Well, the current guidelines, I looked it up earlier on, somebody asked on the forum about it. I think he's stuck mm-hmm. to isolate, yeah. Ten, 10 days, yeah. You know, like I, 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 I'd like to see Boy, and who said it? Was it you, Mark, that maybe he could be his captain? I just, I just flung that in there, maybe. I, yeah. He's a type of, he is that type of player, he is kind of captain material, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's a good age as well. Uh, 30, 80. 30, yeah. yeah. You know, like, there's, there's a lot of work to be done, like, more like, but. It's going to what Barry is saying, like, it's too slow. Like, we should have more players in now than what we should have, like, two Bosman days, Barry. Like, we should have more players in by now, Barry, shouldn't we? I think, I think as uh, Barry, said, Barry said earlier on as well, Paul, but I don't think this is, that's, this is no unique to this season. Mm-hmm. This has been, uh, we've had April's our first care before, as they say. Mm-hmm. This, is, this has become a bit systemic, it seems to be, the way of things at Parkhead in the last few years. Um... No, I don't think that's... Do you think maybe 
and just told the club, look, just let me have a look at the players first in pre-season. See, you think about it, he comes, and he comes in there. How, how that decision can't even be made to to years of looking sees what, what he has available. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because of the Eddie Howe thing collapsing, thank goodness. Um, and, and 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 Andy being a bit of a late, a late arrival. Um, but to get Eddie Howe to send you a birthday card, John. <laughs> okay, get get Roy Keane, get Roy Keane, send me one you're at it. <laughs> Eddie Howe and Roy Keane as assistant would be uh, would be John's dream team. There. When do you think maybe he's looking at us, maybe assessing the squad first before he brings in signings? You know, it's the same story. We talk about not throwing his, his backroom staff on him. You can't throw players on him either. Mm-hmm. You know, like you say, we just spoke about the, the young boys here. He's digging away to your training camp and stuff like that. You obviously, there's, we, don't, we look at the targets for needing the press and stuff for that. I mean, obviously, there's, there's a lot of players still at the Euros are coming back to the holidays. Whatever it might be, you know. And they all joined up now as well. It could just be an assessment period for him to say, like, hold on a wee minute, let me see what I've got before we push forward. Yeah. I'm I'd, not saying that's the case, but, you know, it's it's, it's definitely feasible. I agree with you, Welsh. I think he's come in, and he's, even for his press conference when he first came in, that he's kind of, he's said that, he's going to look at everything. I look at everything the next couple of weeks, and then I'd make decisions then. He says he knows, all right, there's... There's a, a positions that need urgency, so that's where his marketing did push to maybe the centre back. Did that? That was an area that he's, he saw. Maybe that's just not even in like the playing department, Paul. Maybe that's in the coaching. Maybe it's in the sports science or whatever. But he said he's going to look at everything and then make his decision. I think mm-hmm. he will bring in at least one or two of his own coaches a day. I just really I've said it before. I think I think a manager a manager should be at least allowed to pick his. His assistant, he's number two, and then especially like when when we heard the rumours, Mark, that 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 was one of the reasons Eddie Howdy brought down was you the backroom staff. Do you know what I mean? You think any manager would at least have the right to bring in the side who, who's to sit beside John Kennedy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's my seat. Uh, you're sitting. I sit next to the manager. <laughs> Gavin's sits there with Gavin's. That's Gavin's laptop. That's Gavin's. Yeah, John's nose keeps the rain off it. I'm joking aside with Kennedy, though. Fans see a role for him there, and it's beneficial to Anything. You can't. Brian, you can't. I've said that as well. We've all got opinions on these folk and that, but and Kennedy never covered himself in any. But I've really. I when, when he got the chance to to be his own man at the end of the season. But if I see him, if, if people seem to rate him as a coach, nobody seems to have a bad word to, to say about him apart from Celtic fans. We know Rogers rate him. So if fans see something in Kennedy and decide to keep him on, you've got to kind of just go with that. I think as well. Yeah, I think, Mark, like some coaches just aren't good managers. Do you know what I mean? You know, like. You have, as I said, Mike Feeling there, like, great assistant manager for Alex Ferguson, for, but he, he failed in a Huddersfield. Was it Huddersfield he was manager? There's plenty, plenty yeah. of coaches that now couldn't make a step up and are better on the on the training field just dealing with players and actually managing them as such. Dozens of them over the years like that. And as I said, if Kennedy's got something that Anne sees in him that he can work with, we've got to kind of respect his decision. Because I've said all along we've got to back him. So if we didn't mm-hmm. keep Kennedy on in any kind of role, we haven't really got to back him. 
that's it. Like, because he said it, Mark. If he thinks he's good enough, you're good enough. Like, you know, that what you said. Like, we left it back, and like, but I think a lot of fans, and including ourselves too, like, still carried him to do himself in glory either last season when he should have dropped players who should have been dropped. Do you know? But if he's given a if he's given a, a coaching plan off Andrew, he implements it the way Ange wants and he gets through to the players. Is that Brian? It's, 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 Andy, it's Andy's decision. These coaches and that they only deal with the managers. That, yeah, that's what we were saying, Mark, as well. Like that, that, that you you could see there's a disconnect between Kennedy and Lennon. Everyone saw that at the sidelines. Uh, Do you know what I mean? When you look so, game, you can see it. Were... That was going maybe that was going right through to the training sessions and everything like they couldn't be it's, just Lenny comes out during the time he was the other week when he was throwing everybody under the bus apart from himself and blamed I couldn't get main coaches in. Mm-hmm. There was, there was uh, a wedge between Lennon and Kennedy that kind of came across and what was going on in the dugout last year. But, I, was defend, I was defending Neil Lennon and my nose was bleeding last year and I still think some of the abuse he took was well out of order but he's not done, he's not done himself any favours with some no. fans in the last week. Well. I mean I've you know yourself, John. I was never uh, Lenny's biggest fan. Yeah, yep. I would never take it to that kind of level. You know what I mean? The way some people were kept with it. He's still a Celtic manager. Nah, it's too far. Whether you like him or you don't, you, you still that, that wee bit you still back some because they're a Celtic manager. That's right. Everything else he's done for the club as a player and everything, you can't fault him for that. So I thought it was unwarranted and the personal stuff and that. I don't really buy into that. It'd be better. It'd be better just buttoning it in the last few weeks enough with some of the stuff that he's been coming out with. Yeah. Then, ah, he's no, he's not covered himself in any glory with stuff. Nah. Like about no. it in podcasts, you you weren't the owner of them or that about yep. Lee Griffiths. Why? <clears throat> why just pick out Lee Griffiths? We all seen that. Why, why not pick out Christie? Why not? <clears throat> Well, we said that, Mark. Come out and name the players that you said were going to leave at the start of the season. Name those players. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. After this game or whatever. It's crazy, Diego. That was all it was. You see, they coming out. Explain now what was going on then after the fair of the Gaffer's game. And tell <coughs> having your wee dig about, about players no want to be there. Don't just come mm-hmm. out pop at Lee Griffiths, who we all know. We, all, everything, we, we knew everything that was going on with Lee Griffiths over the year. But what happened was the rest of these players that was, didn't want to be here. Lennon just mm-hmm. didn't want to take it up for anything. Come on, tell us why David Torn wasn't playing since there, since he signed. Why Zorro was dropped and Brown was keep playing. That, that, that kind of crap, Mark. That, that the fans saw things that shouldn't have been done last season. I just constantly doing it, like, you know what I mean? Steady just singling out Lee Griffith. As I said, it's well documented. He was the fit when he turned up and then this happened, that happened. Why not tell us about the other stuff that we don't know about? Mm-hmm. Look at it. Maybe even come out of, come out of that a bit better. If he came out and said, I wanted the players today, this, 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 and guys like Ryan Christie, Edward, this one, Ayer even, whatever, Julian, they weren't interested. They, want, they were pushing to move the club in the club. But the, maybe the offers came in that suited the club. Back, which again is down to the players in their age. Mm-hmm. get these moves that the players are looking for. Do we, do we know how many season tickets have been sold yet? Is there any kind of inkling of how many were sold? I think they've sold, sold out. Oh, 45 or 48 or something. Is it 48,000, is it? Some of that, is it? We're back up at the 50. I mean, 
I mean, that's the, the process. Could well be, could well be. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's up there. The process of any, anyway. Any protests are just a waste of good shoe leather then, aren't they? Because they've got the they've got the they've got the cash and that's it. Yeah, job done, mission accomplished. But the club won't take the orders anyway. Say again. Sorry, Welshie. But Barry. Is it Barry? Michael. That's exactly the exactly what I was saying earlier. Do you know the the board are not going to give a monkey's about five million? They they won't take the tickets They've got their fifty thousand season tickets and they've got their the merchandise for the new strips, everybody's going to buy them, you know, they, they've got what they wanted, they've got their money. That, that's right, they'll, they'll, they'll just shut, the, we're the customers. They'll just shut the double glazing windies if it gets too loud. But, and, uh, oh, well, it'll know, get loud. That, that, <laughs> that, that's it, you know, there'll not be one bit of interest as we, we, we know they've got the money. How do you fix what these, these teams were going like, like these, these start learning things were going on since November, sure they didn't start learning until come February, so they, the board won't take notice of this protest that's happening next week unless Dominic McCoy himself does something like this. I, I really can't see the board themselves doing anything. You know? Paul, could you explain? Mm-hmm. Hey, Paul, really? I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what these demonstrations and that are going to achieve. Because the board and Dominic McCoy, although we don't know their own Twitter and things like that, they know what's going on in Twitter. They'll have even... Oh, yes, exactly. They've done all people. Yeah, exactly. Of some wee weird Twitter account that just follows kind of thing to keep up with it. So getting on social media with Celtic and things like that. They'll be getting memos every day for PR department and JP Taylor and people like that. But it's not going to change anything. No. I really don't understand what these kind of demonstrations are looking, hoping to achieve. And then they've come out with the stuff about, oh, we'll review things in six months and see if the plan to talk, you know, that about restructuring and if, if they've gone ahead the way we want them to be and things like that. It's just a lot of nonsense, in my opinion. It really is. Especially, like, it's a new era. There's more thing like, like, see if things change before you do these protests, maybe, Mark, no? Oh, that should be, that's common sense for me. Yeah. A new CEO, right? They want to rid of Peter Lowe. He's away. They want to rid of He's away. Right? Other people, right? Guys like Bankier, even Dermot Desmond, people want him away, but that's a bit. But they want to rid of Lennon. But what is, what, what is his what is his role? Bankier? Oh, he's just a chairman. I couldn't honestly tell you what that involves. A football club, Paul, depends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It'll be. It's especially it's a PLC as such. I mean, it used to be the chairman had the final say on everything when it was just a wee, a wee company. But when you've got a, a chairman and a CEO, a CEO's day running. The mm-hmm. I don't honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't even. So what what is the demonstration? Is it some bit parkhead then? Is this is it is this imminent? Is it in the next couple of days or something? Or is it friendly against? Is it Preston? Right. Yeah, the first home game. Yeah, Preston's when they're coming back up. Change the emails, the pictures, and that JP. Right, right. They couldn't even mm-hmm. big up. They couldn't even spell Big Angie's name right. Mm-hmm. Why they spelled his name wrong in it? But it's basically the, the board's no doing what we want them. It's just ego trips. I've said that a hundred times, man. All these supporters groups. Are, and I don't. I, I, I don't mean the Green Brigade, not because nobody actually knows who they are. 
you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. All the rest of this, to me, it's all kind of supporters groups. For me, it's always a kind of ego trip. Something behind it drives me to get this person or these two people in the forefront of and I thought it was going to be that David Lowe, but he took a step back the other day, and just, I don't know. That's just strange for Mark. I think when this talk about demonstrations and all that came out, David Lowe thought to himself, eh, "Wait a minute, I'm taking a step back for this." He's a kind of he's he's a respectable guy. He's no one to get involved in daft banner waving, sack the board kind of ideas in there. It's just that. It's, to me, it's just they've spat the dummy out because they don't get their own way. I would love to get somebody on, say like that, Jeanette Findlay or somebody, somebody like that. I would love to get her on the podcast and on, just no hassle or anything, but just actually ask her questions about what... Because that, that would be, I think that would be really, really interesting. I mean, I think she's involved. See, see somebody say to you, uh, somebody was able to come on and tell us, here's how the club structure just do this, and this is the problem, and this mm-hmm. is the solution. You know, if you if you could hear if you could hear that defined, I say what, what's there at the moment? Why is that? A, what's a problem and why is that a problem? And, and what, what you're proposing? How, how, how? Why is that a solution? It would be really interesting to hear that. Well, that basically, Celtic Trust aim is to get as much shares as they can in their name to get some kind of representation on the board and things like that. But. Mm. I, I agree with an extent I've been through before as well, but once, once you do that, the people that go on the board are still covered with the same rules. You'll know this, John. Just That's right. The board confidential. Confidential, yeah. Right. For for whatever it is you call it, for rules and things like that. So it's not as if they're just going in there and can say something and come back on the internet and tell you everything that's been said in a board meeting. And again, the fans think that you get into these board meetings and you sit and talk about, ah, but if we sell him for 20 million, you could buy him for 10. That's not what board meetings are about. It's probably tears sitting in them. But I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know I don't even know what kind of percentage of shares that they're talking about. And I, I don't know how, how a football club that differs for a business. Or, I mean, if you own 5% of shares or whatever, you'd be as well with them. You don't have any power. You know, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, what is it they call it? Like, proxy? Just share the yeah. your name. Uh-huh. You can give the yeah. right to vote at the AGM in your name. Right. Kind of yeah. Things like yep. that. And yep. that is our ultimate aim, is to get somebody, a fan representative on the board. But I see, mm-hmm. you can see everything like that. For me, it always comes down to egos. To get what's, what, what does that achieve? What, what, what does that achieve when you get a fan's representative on the board? I think the ultimate aim, obviously, is not going to happen. Would be the German model, wouldn't it? And I think people are maybe getting hung up on that. I don't know enough about the Celtic Trust to make a, a comment on it. To be honest, we don't know anybody in it. I don't know the whole ins and outs yet. But you know, if, if we're talking about fan control, if you look at obviously you look at the fan groups like the Green Brigade, North Club Boys, all these things. Ultimately, it's to, to them, in my opinion, it's, it's to get what they've got in Germany. That fifty plus one rule they into that's what they Yeah, I mean that's I mean I don't think it'll ever happen in Scotland, but ultimately that'd be the, the main aim to Would they hold fifty to hold fifty to hold fifty one percent of shares? It's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. It's the ideological situation. Fans own fifty Dermot should own forty But the fans are was it the members into like Barcelona and Real Madrid call it as well, it's like members, but they'll own like the majority. It, it, it can work, it really can work, but 
it'll never happen over here. It just no, it won't happen here. And as I said, I'd, who right, see if Celtic, the Celtic Trust or whoever they get this amount, who's going to be the person to get in certain board meetings? It was as plain as the. It was, it was, it was a deal, and to just 
Look, Lewis Ferguson, Lewis Ferguson isn't the finished article, but yep. bring him to Celtic and on Durand and he'll become the finished article. I tell you, he's, a, he's got a bit of dig you're needing. You're needing to get a bit of dig. You need a bit of dig for somewhere. Do you think that, do you think that deal will happen, Mark? Do you think I, I, I can't see Ferguson this year anyway, I don't think? So I think, I think I'm mere chance I'm going to England. Mm-hmm. But I, that's, like to, to be the... I would like to think that Celtic will be fighting tooth and nail. And do you know what I mean? Because the transfer fee and that will just be what it's going to be. Or maybe a bit extra because it's like you're selling a league rival, somebody a rival in your league, you can ask for a wee bit extra. That's how they work down in England and that as well. But if, I mean, if somebody in England bids two million for three million, you for just a wee bit extra and trying to blow them in the water with wages because he's going to. That's the kind of next John McGinn for me now in Scotland. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, think he, I think he has that potential. I think he definitely has that potential. Yep. He's going to be a totally amazing quality player in years to come. And it'll be a shame if Celtic miss out on him. Are we expecting more signs before the, the Michelin game, now do you think? Barry or anyone? Barry? Oh, I'd like to think we'd have at least two. Personally, uh, m- maybe that's wishful thinking on my part. But I'd like Would you like to be in the striker before then, Barry? I think we've got more pressing matters. Defence yeah. is without doubt, doubt the most important one. But I mean, like I say, I- I've said it all along. For me, it's a no-brainer to go and get Kevin this bit. I- mm. I've really liked that guy for a long, long time. And we've been obviously linked with him more recently. Uh, for me, you would go out and get him. He's only going to add value to your squad. He's going to really deliver. Um, but uh, you, you know, like I say, for me, two or three in before the end of the uh, before the Michelin game, that that would be my ideal scenario. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see kind of more reinforcements in, into the back line before that game, because definitely that we're, we're way light in that back line. Like, and that's that, that's the only area at the moment I think we should kind of concentrate on. Lads, anything else before we go off yourselves? You there, lads? Anything else? Oh, Paul, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was uh, it was good to go and hear everybody's thoughts. See, I've been I've been a wee bit remote for it. I've no principally my thinking was for you. I spoke to you. Caravan Club, Paul. Right. I watched that episode in between us. Bought a caravan. Yeah, I had to lie down there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm not seeing a lot of action. I said, "Where's the, where's the recruitment man? The 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 one aways are still there. Or they have to come in. And all right, you know, the Eddie House saga. I'm thinking, you know, there's really much to get other than speculation and speculation. But speculation, we're not really getting really concrete. How in terms of, uh, well, improving the manager. Oh, 100%. Oh, I tell you, the biggest thing in the boxes is no Eddie Howe. As I said, as I said that. I just, think he. I think he could be. A big surprise to everyone. Like, I, I think he could be right, and that's as I say. Mm. I'm really looking forward to getting back in the stadium, and hope, hope, hopefully putting the last season behind us back in the stadium and, and seeing the hoops again and see how we set up, see who the, the new faces we bring in, get anybody that doesn't want to be there down the road, and see that's how it. we set up and play some attacking football and uh, back to winning ways. Getting that 100%. Getting the belongs. 100%. Yeah, put them back in the box again and, and get the. Uh, get get the light flag back where it should be. Last question to all of you lads. Is it coming home? 
the Euros, as they claimed. They're Italian. Tell you people, I told Sita before he was back, I was back in Germany, I really won it, didn't I? Mm-hmm. The Germany, mm-hmm. For any other reason, that they're, they're always there, there about, seeing what, what I catch in the Euros and World Cups, the Germans or Italians are always there or there about, sir. I mean, you look at there, like, Cellini's 37, and he's still celebrating, when I saw him about 10 years ago, how he defends. I mean, that, he's so professional, that Cellini, isn't he? You know, so player like 37, and he's playing at the top level still, like at 37 years of age. Juventus playing in the Euros for Italy, like, you know, that's, like, the Italians, they always kept themselves fit, didn't they? The Italians. It's getting, a bit, it's getting a bit scary with England when we're when, uh, too doubt. close for comfort, eh? Without doubt. Oh, I can't see it. I really can't. You know, they'll be in the finals, I don't doubt that, but. No, I just I can't see them winning it. I thought I thought they'd have known last week, but uh, well, that's that's uh, I certainly watched the first. But that's the job. That's a poor German team, though. Well, what about Belgium? Everybody else was tipping. Or what a team they are? How they're going to romp it and that? It's there. There was actually an interesting thing there actually that Martinez is going to stay on, and all his backroom staff is going to stay on with him. So. I think we can rule out Sean Maloney coming to Celtic. There was rumours that piece of long talk from Mark Winter. Well, on Twitter I saw it on a headline, eh, a massive blow to Celtic backroom plans. Mm-hmm. I told and that's what it was. So yeah. I don't know how that's a massive blow to Celtic's backroom plans. Because I was expecting that. John Maloney was not, I mean really, was, even on the forum we were talking about Martin and he'll be coming to director of football and that. And Sean Maloney's even less Qualified for that kind of role than Martin O'Neill is. There was no way Sean Malone would be a Celtic. That's it, like people like are linking, like, like you're managing a team from a day to day basis, like it's totally different to run the club whole right out, Mark. From like you're watching every single department daily every day, do you know what I mean? And you're making changes, like totally different to managing a football team, like. But what, I mean, see, even to that, for me, see, been working at international level, it's a kind of part-time job. Exactly. They're not working with players day in and day out. And all Sean Maloney was was a coach. Mm-hmm. Or we'll give him a director of football job, put him in charge of our scouting and our sports science and everything. That's just... Uh, yeah, but Sean Maloney had a tablet, not a laptop. It, uh, could be more, we could get more advanced. Michael, do you want to come in and say something there before we, we go? I want to say thanks to everybody that's donated and just given us a page for the NHS. We've raised up to, or well, raised £557 plus another £116 in gift aid. So, like I say, just under £700 have gotten it just now. And like I say, we've still got two weeks to, to keep raising money. Like I say, it's been a good start, but like I say, I think we've got a lot more to come. Perfect, Barry. Uh, no, just another enjoyable podcast. It's good to hear from John and Welshie uh, again after a wee while. So good to get involved. Another good podcast. I've enjoyed that. Welshie yourself? Welshie there? Get the ribs on. <laughs> I don't know. We need to lap. Is he there? No. Oh, I don't like 
So that's it, lads. That's right, guys. Thank you yeah. very much. Good, good night and God bless. Cheers. As you know, lads, this show was sponsored by Manscaped uh, Grooming for Men. The Euros are all about blagging rights and showing pride in your country squad with the help of today's sponsors, Manscaped. You'll definitely be showing pride in your squad with Manscaped. You can now trim your personal pitch without the fear of whacking your bollocks. Unlock that confidence and join the movement with this exclusive offer. 20% of free watch shipping with all codes that the groomers TV at manscaped.com. Manscaped is changing the approach of grooming with performance package of 3.0, travel kits and formulations to help you upgrade the grooming game. The lawnmower 3.0 is the John Terry of doing the defense. Because of the third generation, Chimmer features cutting edge ceramic blade and reduced grooming accents thanks to the advanced stage case. The John Terry. Did you say the John Terry? John Terry, yeah. You've got to run off your wife. There's even a waterproof technology and lead light for the groom in the shower. We all know the terrible clean-up that can be. If you've been if if you've been held back by your nose hairs, we can pass the solution for you. The weed racker, the ears and nose trimmer. The trimmer has the same manscape priority skincare technology which helps you do the nicks, snacks and tugs that Mickey though cost that he can't play a football match in two weeks' time. Seventy-nine of our partners pulled admitted that the long nose hair is a major turn off. Imagine your significant and other that's grown some nasty nose hairs, pretty sure you wouldn't be taken to a keen ear. Don't forget about the bundle comes with a crop save, ball deodorant, anti-chafting ball deodorant, moisturizer, crop wire, ball toner, a toner for your testicles and unfuse this out of air to give you that little tickle. You're, you're going to have to want to get to join the ball sack beauty contest and even using the crop Check out our website for some cool products including our clone and first duster. Foot deodorant in, in, in case you need to get those sticky feet cleaned up before you put them into your ball pack. Get 20 cents of Manscaped Cloud, sponsor of Celtic Rumors TV with the Big Boys Hangouts. Not only will your wife thank you for this, but your balls will thank you for this as well. Lads, that's my show for tonight. Mark will now close the show. Thanks, John Aiken, Barry, Welshie for joining us. Everybody joined us in live chat as well. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.